What's your Instagram? Shh. We're live. Show y'all why we need to move out of America. Look at this. They're selling lion chops. They're taking exotic animals and cutting them up and putting them in our local grocery stores. Look, I'm in Safeway. They're putting lion meat in the fucking grocery stores. Lion meat. I really hope that was a prank. It probably wasn't. Wait up, wait until she finds out about ribeyes. Welcome back, beautiful and amazing human beings. My name's Luke Rudowski here of WeAreChange.org, and we have an amazing show for you here today, as, of course, there's a lot of news coming in right now, specifically when it comes to the U.S.-Canadian border. Lots of fake news, lots of bullcrap out there, disinformation, fear-mongering, you name it. We're going to be going over that, plus a lot more, as it looks like a lot of right-wingers are celebrating today as internationally things are uh, really looking good for them so we're going to be talking about that plus a lot more with some amazing guests that we have for today's conversation as of course we are going to be going live for the next two hours with you here tonight so make sure to share this broadcast with your friends and family members and you guys also get to participate in the conversation and one of the best ways to do that is to of course sign up on lukeunfiltered.com when you do you get access to a special telegram channel that telegram channel you get to talk to us directly you get to call in and the people who already called in are really freaking awesome not just because they sustain this independent media organization by becoming a member of lukeunfiltered.com which is linked right now in the description below which you should click right now but because they ask really cool inquisitive questions we don't know what we're going to be asked we don't know what the questions are going to be it's unscripted it's live it's raw it's in the moment and it's going to be happening at 8.30 p.m. on rumble.com forward slash we are change where this family-friendly conversation as best as we can make it transitions over to rumble and then the gloves are off and then we go deep down the rabbit hole talking about some really crazy stuff with conversations that I honestly haven't seen on any other platform out there other than the one that we have just embarked on this journey on with, of course, Clint Russell of Liberty Lockdown, who has been an amazing co-host. And uh, another way that you guys could also participate is by going to, of course, mysuperchat.com. And then when you go to mysuperchat.com, you guys are able to, of course, send in a super chat. When you do, we, of course, will be reading all of them, interacting with all of you guys, as we also wanted to remind everyone that we just also launched our Black Friday sale for all of our products on wearechange.shop. So check that out. Really, really appreciate your guys' participation in this independent media organization. You might be asking yourself, but Luke, why does your camera look like a potato? That's because it is. And we had a lot of technical difficulties, literally scrambling, pulling cables out uh, as it looked like my camera was interfering. So we put the potato camera, the Seamus camera out here. <laughs> and it's, it, it doesn't look good, but at least you guys could hear me as, of course, we had some serious audio issues. We're dealing with some bootleg um, equipment here, but we're making the best out of it. And I think truly uh, the levels of guests that we have have been absolutely impressive. The conversations that we've been having, I don't mean just to pat myself on the back, but we've been kicking major butt. The numbers that we've been getting on Rumble have been very impressive. And to continue this streak, we have Bobby here with us, who is our guest today. Bobby, for the people who don't know you, who are you? 
for the people that never heard of you before? Political commentator. If you can't, just speak into the mic. Political commentator, comedian, most commonly known on Instagram as that, take naps. I yell things in my phone. I talk about things that... Uh, that are that question the real narrative of the world and i try to make it funny and digestible and that's my game uh we have the screaming part in common with each other yeah. as of course uh, it, it's good to, to, to let it go you're either screaming crying or laughing uh clint does all three of those things especially <laughs> when he's alone clint uh who are you <laughs> i'm clint russell i'm the host of liberty lockdown as well as the best political show.com which is what you are watching right now you can watch it on that url if you like but i appreciate you watching on youtube or rumble uh, all one word we are changed thank you make sure you hit the subscription button leave a comment down below hit that like button and if you'd like to support my work you can go and subscribe to liberty lockdown i do a solo show over there i have great guests as well uh, i'm also the co-host of tower gang which i'll be doing after that tonight 9 30 you can find that on rumble it is completely Clint, insane uh, and uh yeah you'll probably enjoy it you're doing a day. stream after a stream i dude i this is this is my life now i stream hours and hours per day it's insane but i am loving every minute of it and our button pusher it's, as always yeah button pusher yeah where, where's the where's the button pusher at I'm right here. My uh -huh. name is Stephanie. You can find me on Instagram at Steph. We are change. All right. I got to send a message over to Rumble to let them know that we are live. But uh, before doing that, let's just get into the, the first story. What a lot of people thought was a major attack on America. And now we're getting a lot of contradictory evidence showing that it probably was an accident as New York governor. I can't believe I'm saying this. Kathy Hochul. I can't believe she's a governor. She was she was selected first, then she was elected. I still don't understand how. She came out and said that there has been no indication of a terror attack at the Canadian-American border, as, of course, there's new footage, video footage released of a speeding car that hit a reservation and then soared through the air before, quote, exploding. Now, there's a lot of theories here. There's a lot of people saying, no, uh, I'm a mechanical car expert. Cars don't explode. And I'm like, well, they are filled with a lot of gas there. And, um, you know, the, 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 the information that we're getting is that these drivers were, were actually uh, gamblers who were going to cross the border in order to gamble. And uh, we already had Fox News reporting that there was an Iranian passport found on the scene, that there was, of course, massive terror attacks happening in the United States, as, of course, some right-wing personalities even went as far as to say, quote, stay out of New York City. America is under attack by Islamists again. And uh, it looks like there was a car accident. So I'll take it to you guys. Uh, I'll take it to you guys to have your reaction from the news today because there was a lot of different news stories that got redacted. There's also another story that I, I personally tweeted out with the eye emojis with reports of airports being shut down near Buffalo, New York. Again, uh, it, it, this, this teaches you just because something happens right away doesn't mean you got to have an opinion on it. What are your guys' take? Because me and Clint were arguing before this. I was like, Clint, don't look at any updates. Clint was like, oh, we're under attack. And I'm like, don't look at any updates, Clint. Uh, let's save this for the show here. So uh, what do you guys have to say about this as I message my good friends over at Rumble right now? Before I defend myself, I'll let you go first. Well, I would say, first and foremost, I don't trust any narrative that they serve us. I don't, I don't trust any piece of information that comes out from any source right away. I'll leave that first off. Second of all, it, it really pisses me off that people that supposedly purport to tell the truth will come out and definitively say that something is something before they could ever possibly know that it is. They get the clicks from it. They get the views from it. They get the shares from it. They get the, mon they get the monetization from it, and they get the gas, and they have no integrity. 
So if you're a person that does that, I don't care if I agree with you on 99.9% of things, you have low integrity. And I hate that people do that because it makes all of us look stupid. And you may end up being right, but don't act like you know definitively that you're right before it's possible for you to know that. Yeah, with, with the way the news cycle's going, it could be like a 3D chest kind of really bad uh, terrorist attack. Who knows with yeah. the way things are going? Because, you know, a lot of these terrorists, low IQ people who don't get laid, who, of course, aren't really successful. And uh, usually the FBI kind of goats them, especially if they're mentally ill in order to do a lot of these things. <laughs> so there's that kind of larger apparatus as well as state-sponsored events that, of course, should be highly criticized here. But I think just looking at some of the circumstantial evidence, it just it just looks like a car accident. Well, to, to defend my uh, original position... Uh, you should have seen Clint. Clint came in oh, with a helmet on, on. He had his camouflage <laughs> gear. He was like, we're under attack. America's under attack. Luke, thank you so much for teaching me the tactical training. Luke, oh, my God. Where's your survival food, please? Hold on. i got to move my potato camera. I've, 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 I've disrupted my potato camera. But Clint was, like, crying. He's like, it's happening. It's true. No. And I'm like, Clint, it's a freaking car accident. He's like, no, it wasn't. <laughs> None of that is true. Uh, this is this is uh, all true. This verified. Is a, this is a independent media outlet. You should be better about your reporting, Luke. This is totally unprofessional. Uh, look, I don't know what the hell happened. I will say this though: the early reporting. The reason I was skeptical is because they said that the the car had been detained or put into secondary screening. It then did a U turn and drove seventy five miles per hour, launching into the air and then crashing and exploding on impact. Vehicles, contrary to his framing of my argument, I did not say I was a car expert. I said it's pretty unusual for a car to explode on impact that doesn't happen very often i think it's to, worth to be clear waiting. i said i said some car experts i didn't say you were uh, yeah, pretending you know who, to be you know who you were talking about you were uh you were needling me sir uh, i don't know what happened it's it's very odd i'll say that but yes i certainly wouldn't go the laura loomer route of saying america's under attack or anything like that who knows yeah i mean some of these news reports I, they do deserve a little bit of criticism, but we are living in a very uh, tumultuous kind of state. And, and, you know, I do try to understand where people are coming from. But let's just be honest here. The reporting here, can you even really call it reporting? As, of course, we have breaking, confirmed, Islamist <laughs> terrorist attack. And then talking about how the FBI is suspecting that this was a major terrorist attack and how there's going to be major attacks against people in New York City at the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. I think there's a lot of extrapolation here that deserves just a little bit of criticism here. And then, of course, we have the Iranian passport news that also was, was pretty big here. And, and again, people get it wrong sometimes. And I think, you know, when it comes to independent media, I, I you know, a lot of people sometimes correct themselves when they do. Shouts out to all those individuals. I don't know if uh, this person uh, corrected themselves or if they didn't correct themselves. But again, in this very high past media, social media day and age, a, a lot of mistakes are made. Can you own up to them is the big question. And again, people are talking about how Biden gave Iran billions of dollars. No, Biden released funds from Iran that they had with the global oil trade that were previously sanctioned by the United States. This is not us giving them tax dollars like we are to Israel and to Ukraine. Uh -oh. That's not the... Uh -oh. I said the I word. Oh, uh -oh. no, we're screwed here on YouTube. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. God, my potato camera's moving way too much. So, uh, again, I had a nice camera, too, and now the potato camera's, like, just totally acting like Seamus and uncooperative. Hopefully it doesn't turn off here. But, uh, but yeah, that's my two cents on this kind of situation. We could all do better. We all make mistakes. Uh, not to be... Uh, not to harp too much. I just hope that, that there's a retraction here and then there's an actual conversation... Like, hey, 
We don't all get it right sometimes. Uh, I made some mistakes. Here's the actual truth of the record. And I've been in those moments myself, too. I think a lot of, I, I don't know if you guys have been in similar moments yourselves, too, but I, I, I think the true marker of anyone that you should be taking serious is someone who's willing to call out their own bullcrap sometimes when they are uh, filled with bullcrap. There's a lot of bullcrap on social media, a lot of things we fall for that aren't true, a lot of narratives that we want to be true. And, and, and that really is, I think, the bigger tell here. What do people want the news narrative to be to fit their tightly perceived kind of viewpoints that they very, in, in very few instances, deviate from and don't try to reinforce? There's, that's another thing that, that's important to discuss here. Yeah, there's, there's only one story that I've gotten wrong over the past three years, and I don't even think that I really got it wrong because I was going off of mainstream journalists reporting. Uh, so, But I did walk it back because I felt bad because I had extrapolated based off of reporting that ended up being false. And what I'm referencing, if you follow me on Twitter at Liberty Lockpod, you already know what I'm talking about. It's the Al-Shifa hospital attack. I, I, The early reports from many mainstream outlets were that 500 people had been evaporated in a, uh, a bomb attack. 900 people. Well, the, the early reports that I was going off of was when it was still at 500. So I, I ran with that and, and I extrapolated from there. I condemned the attack. I, you know, I, I, I definitely felt duped in hindsight. Uh, I do think that there was, in fact, you know, casualties. But based off the early reporting, it was dramatically different from what we had thought. So that, that's, that's the one that I walked back. I think it just bothers me that these accounts that have hundreds of thousands of followers that you know are monetizing views like for example on twitter on x it's like you're monetizing engagement so when somebody comes out and says get out of new york city it's under attack without knowing definitively that that's even the case it's like don't you have even the slightest bit of personal responsibility and integrity to not do that and then you're going to monetize it on top of it it's like i just feel like these people just really just don't care about the country so much as they pretend to and it's like I don't care if you tell me nine truths and one lie. It's all lies to me now. Yes. I can't trust a single thing that you tell me if you're willing to completely sell my attention out to something that you have no evidence of being true. Well, the- yeah, I mean, you get some kind of advertisement revenue on Twitter, but it's not really significant. So I don't think these people are doing it for... There's there's multiple aspects. There, there are some like grifters and some really bad personalities that only want all the clicks and all the attention. And they do understand that the way to do that is to be very sensationalistic and to be over the top and to be very crazy. There are some people who just legitimately believe in the Kool-Aid that they're drinking themselves and they have convinced themselves that their side is always right, their narrative is always right, no matter what. And a lot of those people face a lot of criticism, which they should. And the Internet has an amazing way of bringing people back their own BS that they kind of spewed out to the general public. So that's one thing that's great about the audience, our audience and the, the people online and the conversations we're able to have to, to clear out a lot of this bullcrap, because th- there is a, a lot of legitimate fears, especially when it comes to domestic possible terrorism, as of course, we had the New York governor issue a warning just two days ago that there might be something happening in New York, that there's, quote, increased chatter. I remember hearing this, especially after 9-11. There's always increased chatter. And 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 to me, that was always a plot for the government to kind of fear monger and control individuals. But now, uh, let's be honest here, especially when it comes to the tensions in the Middle East, especially when it comes to the United States financing radicals inside of the Middle East, specifically Sunni radicals, there is a big potential for uh, some of these domestic terrorist attacks to be real, to be legitimate, and to, of course, be taken seriously, as, of course, now we're dealing with the situation where our American foreign policy is literally creating a factory of radical jihadists and saying, hey, come on in through the southern border. It's wide open, guys. Just walk on in. It's totally gravy. 
And you got to kind of ask yourself, when is that situation going to blow back just like it did for the people of Europe after the migrant crisis that was created by the Western world, particularly France and the United States, when they bomb and destroyed Libya and now literally created a human slave market in that country and a failed state that, of course, just led to tremendous human suffering. And then you had the Charlie Hebdo attacks. I mean, yeah, blowback's a real thing. Uh, I think the, the, the weird position that I'm in now is like, the early reports about it being a terrorist attack, I was like, I was highly skeptical. And then they're like, it's not a terrorist attack. And now I'm like, it probably was because this is how much I don't trust these people. Yeah. Um, it, it's it's just it's impossible to actually decipher the truth in real time. I guess that's that's the lesson that we're all taking away from all of this, particularly the Palestinian uh, Israel war. It's like. Uh, you have to you have to cool off. You have to give it twelve, even twenty four, sometimes thirty six hours before you have any semblance of uh, of a grasp on reality. It's frustrating because the the journalists will run with it as if it's fact immediately, but they hold us, the Twitter folks, uh, you know, to the level of account that they're supposed to be held to, yeah. and they don't really walk stuff back. So. Well, the long term plan is the, is of course to create another migrant crisis from the situation in the Middle East. We saw a lot of Israeli government documents and politicians saying, hey. It's totally okay. We're just going to ship off these Palestinians. We're going to kick them off their land. They're just going to go to Europe. They're just going to go to Canada. They're just going to go to the United States. And if you look at the resettlement of, of Palestinians, particularly in places like Jordan and Lebanon and Egypt, there's a, a lot of contentious records with what happened there historically. So um, what is the West thinking here? Why are we doing this? Why are we engaging in this kind of larger nonsense to me? Uh, I think the United States military industrial empire, the, 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 the U.S. kind of empire in itself needs this to prolong its bullcrap that it's putting on everyone else. They need a national security state. They need an excuse to strip away Americans' rights. And why not create, you know, why not be that problem, the one that you're financing and bankrolling the whole time? Well, and there's been Israeli uh, politicians that came out over the past few days that were saying that there needs to be a plan in place to take in ten, to the tune of tens of thousands of Palestinian refugees, upwards of two million in total, which would be the entire population of Gaza, implying that they intend to totally cleanse these people from the land. It's it's very concerning, and it does seem as if there are at least some aspects, probably within the Likud party, that would like to see that happen. And for someone who is already concerned about the extent of our three to four million undocumented, undocumented immigrants that are coming across our border already, bringing in another million or so Palestinians, uh, no thanks, I guess I would say. As much as I don't want them to you know, perish in war, I would also like to not continue to flood us with other folks. Well, no matter, no matter what actually happened at the border today, it serves their ends regardless. Because True. if they say it was a terrorist attack, the right goes nuts with it. They blame the border. If they say that it wasn't, they could say, look, the right is so crazy. They jumped on this story. <laughs> it doesn't matter what actually happened. All of it puts everybody in a fear state regardless on yeah. either side. And it furthers the war machine. So it's like, well, we need to protect against this happening. Oh, if we had known, if we could have monitored them on the Internet before mm -hmm. they drove to the, you know, no matter what, it serves their ends. So they, they can literally tell us both sides of the story and it doesn't matter they win anyway and it was yeah. just just yesterday that the governor of new york kathy hockle the same lady who gave this increased chatter report right. that came out and tried to push media literacy uh basically propaganda for children from k through 12 so that they can educate them on how to read the news online aka how to trust the government because that's really what this is all and about. not fall for those pesky conspiracy theorists that 
that uh, essentially have been uh, spoiler alerts or the news headlines six months in advance. So, <laughs> uh, you know, it, it's 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 indicative that this system will try to milk this cow any way they can. That cow being, of course, uh, nine one one that we can't really talk about here on on, on YouTube, but but that cow still exists. It's still something that's legitimate, and our American foreign policy drastically changed because of that particular date. That date that, of course, is still having an impact on the Middle East, still used as a justification. We're still living under a national security state. We're still living under blue-gloved TSA agents that do not show you any love with that glove and go into places that uh, Clint only wishes his girlfriend went into. Uh, and and, and we're, we're, we still have a huge national security set, but state, but, but I think we're personally less safer than we ever been before oh yeah I, I sometimes when i'm feeling lonely i'll just like i'll just act sketchy and go through the tsa line just to make sure i get patted down uh you, you could you could you could request pat downs i'm surprised you didn't know that oh i didn't i can request it yeah, i don't even yeah. have to act sketchy this is awesome what a great day there's Pop a great down. shirt that someone made <laughs> that i wish i i would have thought of first uh, a brilliant genius first uh oh, first t-shirt that says uh it's not gay if it's the tsa <laughs> yeah. and the guy's literally going and asked for a pat down and he had his you know the blue glove in his in his crotch for you know because you never know what's hiding in your crotch you know yep. right right Clint? It, it, you never know luke yep. uh yeah it's a great photo i agree actually i agree that we've never been uh less safe because we've created millions if not billions of people that look at america as this this empire of aggression and and i can't blame them they you know whether or not we have our own reasons for going after these different terrorist organizations uh, and some of them are legitimate the problem is that the civilians are always the ones caught in the crossfire and they they don't care about the geopolitical reasoning or justification they just see they just hear a drone reaper uh, over their head for four to five years straight and they go who is responsible for that and when they go oh that's from the U usa they go well then they're my enemy and and we no matter how much we all disapprove of this we get we get caught up in that and we get uh you know collectivized into that that decision making process even though we oppose it it sucks yeah, and, and I think the way that we're going, especially when it comes to this presidential election, I think there is going to be an October surprise. I think there is going to be some kind of galvanizing Pearl Harbor-like event Oof. to kind of uh, upend what looks like a bad road for the establishment that it doesn't want to be on. How do you transition and switch off this bad road that the establishment on is on with a Biden uh, presidential 2024 ticket? Something crazy. And I, and I think that's what we should be expecting. That's something we should be on the lookout for because uh, I, I think it's due time, uh, especially when it comes to how bad the establishment is losing. And when you have a cornered animal, they usually lash out in, in very kind of weird, evil, desperate and vindictive ways. So I, I, I think, you know, we do have to be uh, on the lookout for some craziness, because I think craziness is definitely ahead of us, whether we like it or not. Yeah. I don't know what you guys think on that particular matter, but uh, I, this is my, uh, you know, uh, speculating hat on now saying, yeah, there's going to be some crazy stuff ahead of us. Well, I'll just add real quick that I think that even if it weren't about electoral politics or about it being an election year, the truth is is that our treasury is in a lot of pro a lot of trouble, and the fact that they've had to hike interest rates, there that you're going to have trillions of dollars worth of interest payments that are necessary with interest rates set at this level that will ultimately end up 
uh, creating an exponential growth curve on our debt, which will ultimately drive us into a depression or a default nationally. So they need a distraction. They need a catalyst to allow them to turn on the printing presses without having inflation get stoked higher. Uh, so anything is on the table as far as I'm concerned. I think that the fact that people follow the laser pointer like a cat so clearly means that they can really control what's going on. It's like, even though we have all of these independent journalists now, we all tend to gravitate towards really the same stories anyhow, which really goes to show that even though it's been fra the attention is fragmented out, which is a good thing, that they still really do control the narrative overall. That's and it's true. like, if, and it's like, if every single, every single news story that you could see on TV was Zelensky, it was Ukraine every single day. And then like, boom, he's gone. He disappears. Right. Now it's Israel, anything. So it just goes to show how quickly they can move the needle to whatever they want. And then all of these other really terrible things can pass right underneath even us, the independent people, because this is where the attention lies. It's like you're financially incentivized to talk about those stories because that's where the gas is at. So it's like they really do manipulate it, even though all the attention has been fragmented. It's, it's, out. A, it's a tremendous point because like even though we get to we get to put our own independent spin on it, which is good. We are still kind of chasing yeah. the target that they already put out there in front of us. Yes. So, yeah. For me, it's Makes just sense. trying to call out the psyops as the psyops are being pushed on all of us. So it's like, hey, uh, the, the the story that I think everyone was talking about today outside of the events that happened in Buffalo, New York, was, of course, this latest report of the new pneumonia that came back in China. As, of course, it is allegedly ripping through Chinese schools, sparking fears and bringing back memories of 2020. And, uh, you know, a, a lot of people are talking about that. I decided to personally talk about it because I was like, hey, uh, hold on. We should learn our lesson with what happened in 2020, especially when it came to all the videos of all those Chinese people just like falling down. Why in the world did the Chinese government release that? Why were we getting videos of just people collapsing, dying in the middle of the streets in China, in Wuhan, over and over? and over again we got that all over the corporate news that was a freaking psyop so automatically we're seeing like rumblings here there's a new pneumonia coming back children it's it's weird there's another and i'm like okay let's let's learn the lesson from the first time as of course there's there's a lot of them and in my video for lukeunfiltered.com today my special report i went through the full history of, of how it went down all the lies from the very beginning and if they try to pull this off again this is what you should be doing this uh, this is how you should be taking care of your health this is how you got to make sure that you never know what these crazy criminal sociopathic individuals who believe that there's too many people in this world are going to be capable of and therefore you need to, of course, be aware of what's going on, but but also not susceptible to its kind of emotional propaganda. Because th this only works if we're emotionally invested in it. If we're if we're you know frazzled to the point where we're just like, okay, I'm not going to critically think at all. I'm not going to look back in, into what happened before. I'm not going to address this in a real way. I'm just going to react immediately. And I think that's where they get a lot of the people through that reaction. So when I see psyops, when I see bullcrap, when I see just news, I'm like, okay, let's let's let's. Let's let's look at the worst case possible scenario and think of it uh, the total opposite of what the mainstream media wants you to think of it, uh, because automatically some people, normies, Kyles and Karens are like, oh, no, we're going to have another sickness coming back. And in reality, there's so many different layers to address this that um, I think is, is very important. Well, they, they intentionally drive us all into fight or flight mode so that that we don't think rationally and then we just go along with whatever their dictates are. And we learned, I hope, I pray. 
we've learned our lessons from 2020, and we're not going to uh, allow that to happen again. But um, I, I, I just hope people don't have such short-term memory that they don't remember all of the other fears that, that were pushed on us with Zika and swine and all these other that didn't end up being much of anything. So, uh, well, it could end up being something, and you ought to probably you know, keep it on your radar. Just, just take a deep breath. Yeah, I would, I would wager that, you know, A-B testing is something that's not very new by any stretch. And I remember in the mid-2000s, BuzzFeed has the, had this A-B testing process where they would test out a headline and a thumbnail, and they would run it through to see which one got the most gas, and then they would run with that headline. So I would wager that there's a, there's a psychological program, as it were, to program and see what people are going to react to. Mm. And I wouldn't be surprised if they A-B test these long lists of different situations and scenarios to see which ones are going to oh, make yeah, people no, go no. They have marketers. They have psychologists. Yeah, they exactly. have individuals like Edward Bernays that have been up to this for a very long time. Like, yeah. we thought Bernays was a sophisticated propagandist. Holy frickin' cow. There's, <laughs> a, there's new levels to this yeah. that you can't even comprehend, especially when it comes to tinkering with social media algorithms that people are infused with every single day of their life. I was, uh, you know, at, at the sauna yesterday, uh, last night after the show, everyone's on their phone, like literally glued to their phone. And I'm like, you're in a freaking sauna. Like, one, you're going to destroy your phone, buddy. But but like, two, you can't leave for, for 20 minutes. You can't sit in quiet for, for 20 minutes. You have to be glued to this dopamine hitting addictive drug that, that has hijacked people's minds. Holy frickin' cow. That that was like another kind of wake-up call because I was in there for, for 20 minutes like Dr. Rhonda Patrick recommends. She's like, do 20 minutes and then get out, naturally cool yourself down, and then go back in 20 minutes. Uh, really great if you're looking to help with your sleep, by the way. But 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 seriously, like when you have such levels of sophistication, especially when it comes to controlling all the free flow of information, except maybe on Rumble and X, you have total control of populations where you could steer them. You could emotionally manipulate them. You could change their feelings and emotions, as, of course, Facebook even did psychological studies on unsuspecting individuals seeing what kind of emotions we could invoke out of human beings. Let's see how we could tweak the timeline in order to tweak individuals' feelings in the exact moment. So you could see some puppy videos getting beat up or hurt. And then you see something else that they want you to have a specific emotion with that makes you feel sad, that makes you feel empathetic, that goes along with their larger programming that's usually based off bullcrap and lies. So it, the, the levels of, of sophistication when it comes to propaganda today, I don't think we even understand how sophisticated it is and how next level it is to the point where we're probably manipulated ourselves. Uh, undoubtedly. Yeah, for undoubtedly. Sure. I mean, there, if you guys remember... Uh, right after Russia invaded, it was like half of the accounts on Twitter suddenly had a Ukraine flag next to them. Like, where did all those accounts go? Like, they're all like, I don't see it very often anymore. Uh, I think that there is a tremendous inorganic aspect to social media that we totally underappreciate. They, as you were describing earlier, how we're kind of chasing whatever the hottest story is. Well, how, how challenging would it be to have a bot network just liking and sharing content that is about a topic that will then show that this is a popular topic, get it trending, have the other influencers start to do the same thing. This could all be manipulated top down and people totally discount that possibility. Yeah, no, I would I would say that it almost has to be. And I mean, I've seen videos online of like these um, influencer farms in, in China where there'll be like a thousand little rooms and women in, a list, in what looks like a fake bedroom and they're making videos acting like they're an independent influencer. They buy a, a commercial space and have this oh, yeah, set up. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, I would, I would wager that they were, they absolutely 
absolutely have to be doing this and they would almost be insane to not do this if they could benefit and profit from this social engineering. Obviously, it's bad for humanity and the world, but they have to be doing that. Yeah. And I would say that the government or the bureaucracy or whatever you want to call it, they would have to do it almost like it's like they have to have their own mafia to counteract the actual mafia. Right. Otherwise, you're losing to them. But no, the, they've been doing it for a while. Cass right. Sunstein has been talking about this in his own open documents and proposals saying, no, we need bots. We need individuals. We need fake government accounts. Israel was one of the first countries to actually implement this going online, hiring individuals. Now it's done with the AI, which which which, you know, adds another layer of sophistication to this. But Israel used to hire and I think they probably still do huge amounts of individuals just to comment, just to react, yeah. just to downvote and upvote particular viewpoints that were more favorable to the Israeli government. So if you would have a disagreement, you would literally have paid government agents show up on your video if you criticized Israel and say, no, 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 you're lying, you're full of crap, you suck. And that's what the Pentagon does, and that's pretty much what almost every government does. But the first I heard about it was, of course, through, through Israel. I got I got hit with a bunch of uh, like what's called review, review bombing on Apple Podcasts for my show, as well as in the comment section when I just went through uh, like the hundred year history of Palestine and Israel, and I didn't even come out like firmly on the side of the Palestinians or anything. I just kind of gave a an even handed uh, you know my opinion of it, and that was enough to kind of trigger whatever bot network was involved with that. So this this is this is very pervasive, and what's very frustrating to me is that the American government, which is undoubtedly top two or three in the world at this game will constantly point the finger at Russia or Iran and say this bot network from Russia, you know, manipulating our elections, blah, blah, blah. It's like, Whatever you're saying about them, I guarantee it's 10 to 100x domestically. Yeah, there was even mainline yeah. uh, scientific studies specifically detailing how social media algorithms could swing elections. Facebook could swing elections. Google could swing elections. And guess what? They are definitely fortifying them that's safe to say here <laughs> yeah. on youtube as of course we're gonna let loose finally on rumble but we're still here on one of the platforms that likes to um what was the word solidify or, or fortify. Fortify. fortify yeah, they're, yeah. Just, they're fortifying the elections for the party that they really like i had a confrontation with uh, eric schmidt when he was still head of uh, alphabet and I went after him. I was like, hey, you're kind of uh, aligning yourself with Hillary Clinton. You kind of created the term fake news before it was um, even brought out into the mainline conversation and discourse. You kind of weaponized it as, as a way to go after the larger kind of Republican, uh, some people say renaissance in 2016. He literally freaked out and started cursing on my YouTube video. And I'm like, hey, buddy, you shouldn't be cursing on my YouTube video. You're going to get it demonetized. <laughs> and then he, he even laughed at, at, at that one as, of course, we got him when he was at the Bilderberg meeting, which wasn't very convenient for him to be questioned at, as, of course, there's all this top secrecy when it comes to that particular meeting. But but this brings me to the next topic of discussion, and that is, of course, the elections that recently have been happening and clearly showing right-wingers as winners here, as, of course, in Argentina. We had a libertarian anarchist become the president of that country. In the Netherlands today, a right-wing populist party won the most seats in the Dutch general election. There's even favorable poll numbers for Le Pen in France. There's even favorable numbers looking for the right-wing in Germany, if they even still exist, if they haven't been, of course, put away in some government indoctrination camps, which those actually do exist even in Germany. But 
Is there a kind of pushback against this establishment nonsense? And will the right wing save us? As, of course, this is what everyone is going to and voting towards and voting in a very successful way, even though that there's a lot of fortification uh, going on with social media. I think uh, there's there's clearly a, a pushback, kind of a populist revolt that's happening from the right wing. My concern, uh, by the way, I, I, I need to mention this because I, I discussed the same uh, list that you're describing right now on Liberty Lockdown yesterday, and I actually had a Dutch viewer of mine that wrote me saying, hey, that, that right wing party in uh, the Netherlands, they're like actually Nazis, so make sure you don't frame We can't that. say the N-word on YouTube, Clint. Oh, Okay. Dun, 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 dun. You say you say bad Germans in, okay. in Germany in 1930. They're bad. All right, you got to follow the YouTube I, rules I, I'm here. Okay. It negatively, is that not allowed? No, no. it's not allowed. All right, no, all right, Clint. All right. I'm gonna get. I'm, I'm gonna get a taser. Don't. No. I'm gonna have it right here. I'm gonna don't get a cattle prod. Don't tase me, bro. Don't and then we're gonna recreate the don't tase me, bro. Rumble. We can do what we want on Rumble. But okay. YouTube well, I again. Saw, I thought if I was saying it negatively, I'm not bad. No, right. no, right. they don't so care. The extreme, the extreme right party in the Netherlands. He was saying, don't, don't paint that as a victim. Victory necessarily. Now, that's his. It's one person's opinion. I don't even know that to be uh, factually accurate. But I just wanted to say, there is one big, big problem with this suppression of right-wing dissent, uh, particularly when it comes to the censorship apparatus, when it comes to the election reinforcements, and blah blah blah. Is that it's really radicalizing some people on the right that are are driving them into you know, kind of the caricature that they've been portrayed as for the longest time, which has been false. And I think it is it is pushing some of the more youthful, rebellious uh, people in the right into a more radical version of that, that is actually runs afoul of my belief system. So uh, I'm nervous about that trend. I think it, I think that they they may have overplayed their hand a little bit because they're moving a little bit too fast. Like if it, if the frog in boiling water analogy makes sense to everybody, you can't just heat it up really quickly. I mean, at least in the Netherlands and over, overseas, they're, it's like literally a life and death situation. They're like, you can't farm. And right. then they make it happen right away. Uh, the U.S., to its credit or discredit, is probably a little bit more strategic and uses these as lessons for how to slowly drip us down the primrose path to hell, basically. So I think that they may have just uh, just moved a little bit too quickly, and we're going to use that as a lesson. Well, and you we, got a, we got a really quick uh, super chat from Scrotes McGoats. Great account, great username. <laughs> I've seen you uh, before. You're awesome. Saying N-A-F-O bots are confirmed conflicted on what accounts to attack now. Yes, the, the political kind of lines have been blurred, especially with the latest situation that's been kind of unfolding in the Middle East, as of course the left-wing establishment is attacking each other, the right-wing establishment is attacking each other. Tucker Carlson just did another jab against Ben Shapiro, which I thought was very fascinating and interesting and essentially made the same point that I made a few days ago, saying that uh, his emotions do really care about his facts. So <laughs> I think that's a fair yeah. assessment to make here. But uh, Bobby, just Specifically asking you, I don't know if you're if you could talk about this, but you've done some kind of on the ground work for for political campaigns. You hit the ground. What are you seeing when you're talking to local constituents? What are their kind of issues of concern? How do you see this kind of going? Because people are saying, hey, this Democratic Party establishment is more unpopular than ever. And we need just anything right now. Just not this. Is that the sentiment that you're seeing out there? Yeah, I think that they, you know, they distrusted the system all along. They distrusted it from the beginning, but now it's just getting so egregious and so annoying that they feel like there's no other option. The sad part about it is that they feel like there's no really turning back from it. They're like, yep, it sucks. Yep, it's terrible. And what they've been doing, at least what I've seen, is they move to a more rural area or they move away from the place that they want to be to be to a place that's more free. The unfortunate part is that it's going to ultimately end up coming to them eventually. And I think that because of 
I think probably for the wrong reasons, you know, suggesting that no election matters anywhere and every election is rigged makes these people that that actually could make some difference or could make a stink about it choose not to participate at all and then in private not even prying they'll tell you it's so bad it's so terrible but what can i do and it's like if you get them to distrust every election ever talk about the ultimate psyop now they don't even vote now they don't participate now they don't believe that anything can turn it around and they're like i'm just gonna sit at home and and try to live my life as best i can and, and when they do fortify the elections it's important to note here that it's it's usually very small of small margins and they can't yeah. fortify them if the margins are big in argentina the margins were big there was no room for manipulation and i i kind of agree with your point that it's a psyop within a psyop but also personally i'm not a fan of voting myself but i do understand that that uh you know a vast majority of the american people doesn't even vote themselves they're like i'm sick of these this these politicians i'm sick of the government i'm sick of participating in this two-party system where i gotta vote for the lesser of two evils i gotta vote for a man now that's on the on the right but doesn't like the second amendment that uh uh, is, was okay for lockdowns, was okay with experimental gene therapies. Uh, people are like, wait, I don't, I don't, but, but other people are saying, hey, it's a lot better than what we have now. And at least there might be a, a redemption arc, which would be pretty glorious to see and a lot more entertaining than more of this Biden economics and build back better globalist policies that, of course, are absolutely wrecking havoc on the American middle class. And at least with that other guy, there was a kind of semblance even though fiscally it was the picture was a lot different than people uh, see it now, there was still a semblance of, I care about you, I care about the blue-collar American worker, I'm going to implement some policies that actually did help people, uh, even though those tax credits did expire and we no longer have them anymore. But, the corp but you know, again, again, I... I'm, 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 I, this is the thing that, that we talked about yesterday, especially when it comes to libertarians and anarchists being hypercritical. Right. I think we should be hypercritical, but also I think we need to be at a point where it's like, okay, we can play along a little bit here because if we don't, the situation is going to be that much worse. How do you guys manage this kind of thinking? Because that's what I'm personally experiencing right now as like, holy freaking cow, it's bad now. It's only going to get worse on the, the other guy. The other guy's really not good either, but do we really have a choice here? Yeah, it's a very tough dynamic to be in. It's, uh, it feels like a trap, but you, you kind of have to... I even hate to say the phrase because it's so against my principles, but the lesser of two evils. And it's like, well, if it's Trump or Gavin Newsom, like, my God, <laughs> you know, what kind of a choice is that? No, 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 no. The, the, the question, the poll that I asked, I'm going to ask again here. And this is the least voted poll ever. If you had to choose between Nikki Haley and Joe Biden, <laughs> who would you vote for as president of the United oh, States? Goodness. Because there's a big, there's a big chance. There's a big likelihood that's going to be on the ballot. Okay. You, you see the way that the media is trying to be behind Nikki Haley. You see Wall Street. They stopped financing uh, DeSantis. They're now going straight into Nikki Haley. You see the way that everyone's like, strong women need to be in politics. <laughs> you see Hillary Clinton 2.0. You see the writing on the wall with the corporate media support of her. Um, it could very much be Nikki Haley uh, versus Joe Biden. Who would you vote for? I'm putting that poll in the chat right now on YouTube. Oh. I'd start looking for foreign real estate if that was the choice. <laughs> I mean, Argentina really looks nice right now. So does El Salvador. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> I was just going to say, I, you know, I've been trying to really look into the look down to the granular level of all the things that are going on in the world. And it's like there's this quote where it's like weak men blame others. Strong men blame themselves. So I've been thinking a lot about this lately. You know, what is the real solution to all this? I think that it's actually personal responsibility. So do I know who my local 
judge is? Do I know who my local elective, elected officials are? I don't even know. And I would consider myself to be hyper advanced in politics more than probably 99% of people that I meet. So if I don't participate in that and I don't know about that and I'm not looking at literally what's happening in my own neighborhood, then I am part of the problem. So when I look at these massive problems that exist around the world, I keep wondering, Am I actually doing the most myself? So I'm out here to try to encourage people to participate in local elections, to volunteer for school boards, and to not just say the system is screwed up, so I'm going to not participate, because I think that that's ultimately how we got in this mess. And I think that, that, that even though it's the lesser of two evils, Rome wasn't built in a day. It's like you chip away at it one day at a time. It's like just if you want to get healthier, you don't have to never eat a slice of pizza again. Just eat a little bit less pizza this month than you did the previous month and then keep moving forward in that direction. So I would encourage people to actually believe that voting does actually make sense. And what's even more powerful than voting, I think, is your voice day to day every day and then your actions that people see and what we encourage even if it only influences a hundred people or a thousand people or maybe a million people which i think it really does these types of small comments like i don't want to vote or i don't think voting matters i think it actually ripples through and causes a lot of these problems that we aren't even realizing let me let me add a caveat to the you know voting doesn't matter thesis uh, I think at the federal level, to a certain extent, particularly given wh what state or county you live in, it may not matter because you may be totally outmanned. Out I was I was Californian, uh, you know, total despair. You never had any faith that you were ever going to get anyone into power that would actually reflect your values. However, at the local level, this is actually a, a, a very, very wealthy leftist billionaire that I'm not allowed to say the, the name of on this program. He has realized exactly you're learning what, exactly <laughs> what what he's describing. I would get I would get the taser, but but YouTube would actually uh, Downrank this video if I would taser you on YouTube. Well, good. Rumble? We could do it. I'm bringing out the taser <laughs> no, on Rumble. Yeah, yeah. No, Sorry, go ahead. Uh, but yeah, the, the very wealthy leftist billionaire that I'm not, not allowed to say his name, he realized exactly what he's talking about is yes. that for very small investments, you can actually control local level politics. This yep. is why we have so many... Uh, really Marxist DAs across this country that won't prosecute violent crime uh, or property crime. And they just let havoc run amok because in that chaos, he's able to uh, push more and more of the people that share our value set out of those districts so that then it becomes a fully entrenched blue district. He doesn't even have to invest money anymore. That's locked into his camp. It's it's a brilliant scheme. But the, the way we fight back is not necessarily to migrate out, even though I'm one of the people that did, uh, but it is to get involved in local level politics, particularly your school board particularly uh, your sheriff's office like there's there are if you are engaged if you value liberty if you value the constitution i would love to see you try and run for something locally and I, take the power back yeah. i was i was tasered before it's not that bad Clint. i don't believe you i was actually tasered in miami florida uh with tim pool we were working on uh, a docu-series for uh, i think univision disney where we tested out all the less lethal munitions on each other <laughs> And you I, and Tim tasered each other? Um, no, the the guide. Oh, okay. But we we did uh, we we went through the uh, the gauntlet of uh, crazy stuff. But I, I in the poll here on YouTube, I, I didn't put in Joe Biden because I, I don't think there's any way Joe Biden could be running for the next presidency of the United States. I put in Gavin Newsom. I was like, who would you vote for, Nikki Haley or Gavin Newsom? Overwhelmingly, seventy five percent of the audience, only with seventy seven votes. I know you guys don't want to vote. <laughs> only. <laughs> With seven, uh, 70, 81 votes. 
Overwhelmingly, people chose Nikki Haley. But if it's not going to be Biden, is it really going to be Gavin or is it going to be Oprah? Is it going to be Michelle Obama? Who is it going to be? And also shouts out to Charles, who gave a super chat with the thumbs up emoji, fire emoji, thumbs up emoji. Thank you, Charles. Really appreciate <laughs> that very much. Thank you for all your super chats. But who's who is it going to be? Because because I like that old man. He's barely standing. Poor guy. I. I'm not at all sure that Trump will be on the ballot, but if he's not, I think that this country is in a tremendous amount of trouble, not because I'm a Trump supporter, but because he has such a passionate fan base. And if he's actually removed from from the options, it's going to be a problem. I think that the odds on favorite is still Gavin Newsom. I believe that he he is the uh, the preferred candidate of the establishment. And it's crystal clear to me that that's the case because he has completely and utterly destroyed the state of California. And yet he still has a political career and he's apparently going to step up the ladder as opposed to being put in prison. That makes no sense to me at all. So, uh, yeah, I think those, those, those are the odds on. It makes, well, it makes perfect stuff. sense. That means do not vote for that guy. Yeah, yeah. Well, that that's why I think people are actually making a big mistake, though, thinking that Nikki Haley, like domestic policy, I think Nikki Haley would probably be better than Gavin Newsom. But in terms of foreign policy, if you're concerned about World War III, she's, she's way more dangerous than Gavin Newsom. So yeah. it's not an easy choice. She's like Mortal Kombat. Finish them. Yeah, like, I literally is. just kept replaying Mortal Kombat in my head. Uh, it, it, I think it also depends on how Trump might be ousted from this kind of selection election, because uh, if it's a health issue, right, he is up there. And, you know, God forbid, you know, I'm not trying to say anything. Maybe the CIA comes out with a heart attack on. I don't know. Who knows? They have that. But but say it's just natural old age. I, I think the person who will get it, a lot of people are saying DeSantis automatically. I think Vivek. I think Vivek is putting himself in a, a, a strategy in a way where if for some foreseeable reason, natural or unnatural, but but I think more particularly, if, if something is just easy to explain, if something is like, okay, uh, Trump's doing this because this is the best thing for Trump to do now because of this circumstance or that circumstance, I think Vivek has really positioned himself in a way where all the Trump supporters are like, he was the only guy standing up for the, for us. He was the only guy outside of that Miami courthouse saying that this is, that this is clear injustice here. He's the only guy that clearly said that he would pardon Trump no matter what, while other candidates kind of waffled on that answer. And he would get all that support. And I really do think Vivek Ramaswamy has, uh, uh, you know, more than almost anybody else except for Trump, a pathway towards becoming the Republican nominee more than anyone else. I got to say, you know, even though I would I would prefer a libertarian to get in there, uh, of all the candidates that I've ever interacted with in my life, uh, we had Vivek in the studio a couple weeks ago, yep. uh, and I've had him on Liberty Lockdown. I've done uh, Twitter spaces with him. Like I've talked to him for probably three or four hours so far. He is extraordinarily impressive. And if it comes down to him versus Gavin Newsom, I would almost certainly vote for Vivek Ramaswamy. He is speaking like a politician lately, though. His answers are more, uh, uh, you know, politically friendly. He used to talk more kind of off the cuff and kind of just go off. Now he's kind of like thinking, okay, how do I say this in a way that's going to be good? So uh, the the media's on the attack, But at least he's able to come here and take some really crazy questions that he would never take anywhere else. But, Bobby, what are you seeing in this kind of election? How are you seeing it? Because this is how we see it. How do you see it from your perspective, from everything that you're reading and seeing? Well, as far as Vivek is concerned, I think that we are a byproduct of what we look at. And I think that when you look at the internet, it's easy to suggest like Vivek has all this gas right now. He's doing certainly better at the online game than I would say than anybody is. Um, Other than I guess you could say Trump. But 
the thing that that I that I think that we tend to forget, especially us that are immersed in the digital world, is the on the street like boomer class, like your parents type class, those types of people. And as much as I hate to admit it, I really don't think that they are willing to trust a guy that's 36. It really isn't even about him or what he says or his policies. And it's kind of like, it's kind of like back to when you were a kid, when people would say, oh, we don't talk about politics or, or, you know, I just like that guy. I want to have a beer with him. I really think that a lot of those people, which makes up a majority of the voting base, I don't know that they would vote for any person that was 36 years old. And I don't know that they really value all of the things that he's saying online because they're not seeing it. I definitely agree with that. And I feel like also he is doing something new. If we look at Vivek energetically and like how he's presenting himself, he's, uh, he's, his audience is the younger generation. What he is doing is he's, he's using like the, the whole podcast. He's coming to all the podcasts. He's answering the questions. He's presenting himself to the younger generation to get those votes. I think that a lot of the older generation, he's not actually trying to connect with them so much. Yeah, well, I mean, he still does legacy media and he's very contentious. He, he kind of approaches them the same way Trump does. I think he's gone to Trump's media school uh, of, of how to school mm-hmm. them. Uh, but he has totally revolutionized the presidential campaign, particularly from the GOP side, which as you're yeah. correct, they're very stodgy. They used to just stick to Fox News and some of them wouldn't even go on CNN. They wouldn't even talk to the uh, opposition to, to, to try and reach out to the to the youth movement. Most of them don't engage with social media and certainly not the podcast. He and RFK Jr. and RFK has actually withdrawn from this because I think he was getting challenging questions that he was afraid to, to answer. Yep. Vivek has never withdrawn. He is he has faced the fire every day that he has been on the campaign trail. It's been extraordinarily impressive. Uh, that all that being said, I don't like his foreign policy, and he scares the hell out of me in that way. But I love everything about else about the guy. Well, think about the think about like the retail politics, like the non sexy stuff. And it's like, look, you could say whatever you want about DeSantis, but DeSantis has a, I think, has terrible marketing. But he is, yeah. but he is on the ground, at least from what I can see, doing the non sexy stuff to those boomer and older voters. Yeah, he's in, a, he's in Iowa, he's in right. New Hampshire. Uh, Vivek's spending a lot of time in New Hampshire now as well. Those people matter a lot. More than people right. think, especially when it comes to Super Tuesday, that's going to be coming up on a date where Donald Trump's trial is going to be publicized to the public. Of so that's that's not going. I mean, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's going to be wild. Sorry, I cut you off. No, I was just, I'm just saying it's like if you were to combine what Vivek is doing with what DeSantis at least appears to be doing, but of course he's not giving us the people that could in theory promote him and encourage people to pay attention to him. He's not giving us that media that we can share. It's like, I think if you were to combine those two things, you have a diabolical campaign. I think that was a lot of the things that were strong about Trump in 2016. It's like he was saying the things that nobody that nobody uh, was hearing. He was saying the truth the vast majority of the time. He was at the pulse and he was doing these real life in-person events that got everybody out energized and excited and it's like i think if you take vivek's game it's probably missing that in-person piece and if you take desantis's game it's missing that digital piece and i think that that's why all of them only have a slice right now i i think that rfk or excuse me not rfk uh desantis i think he's i think he's done for honestly i do i i think that his his charisma is so and and i moved here because of his governorship so i'm not like hating on the guy i'm just saying charismatically speaking like he is so awkward. He's got this one freeze frame in every debate that is just just like Android-like. You're like, is this even a human being? It's so strange. Uh, Vivek, 
phenomenally charismatic. His issue is that he's too smooth. You're like, you're like, I, this guy can't be real. He's too smooth. What's up? Uh, so I, he like he he puts off this weird vibe because you're like, you're too good at speaking, and I don't trust that. Whereas Trump has this authenticity. However, Trump has really lost the pulse, man, because he's been off Twitter for years. Yeah. He doesn't really pay attention to what his base wants when they like. They'll, he'll get booed at stuff at, at at you know campaign stops that it would have used to be just raucous applause every word that came out of his mouth so he really isn't in touch with his base the way he used to be he kind of acts like he's too cool for school in a way like he's doing his own events so we don't even get to see him on the stage with everybody else and i think that that's doing him a disservice yeah and not engaging on Twitter, I think, is a catastrophic mistake. Like that is where the the influencers in the political realm like go do battle, and and Trump's just MIA. At the same time, he's kind of acting like you know what I have my supporters, they love me, and we're gonna get this, we're gonna do yeah, it. Yeah, well, that's a very dangerous position to hold when you're when you're trying to win a narrow election that you lost last go around mm-hmm, allegedly. Mm-hmm. So uh, well, he's probably thinking or kind of saying like, look, that was all false. But he but he hasn't done anything to actually shore up that process. So you need to win big dude you can't just trust on the fact that biden's a disaster and the inflationary pressure is astronomical and they're just gonna come to their senses and i'm not gonna have to engage with any new voters even potentially and then they they swap out biden for for newsom at the last second and then you end up in the exact same position of of last election it's a it's a very dangerous uh choice particularly with him facing 700 years Mm -hmm. in prison you ought to be taking this a lot more seriously dude yeah trump should be on social media he was reinstated i think on facebook on on twitter why is he not using those platforms, reaching out to people. Some people are saying, well, maybe he shouldn't because he's already going to be the nominee no matter what. He's also, uh, you know, wasn't looking his best just a few days ago and tweeted something that we can't talk about here on YouTube, but we could talk about on Rumble, not tweeted, pardon me, truth. He truthed something uh, just uh, two, three days ago that was uh, very controversial that a lot of his base saw was completely out of touch. So we're going to be talking about that as well as the Pope's new visitors that he uh, invited into, uh, of course, Rome. We're going to be talking about that controversial topic. We can't talk about it here, especially the type of people he brought into them to have dinner with them. And yeah, you know, they had, I'm not going to get into it. (laughs) We had some super chats here uh, by Roosevelt Media News. Thank you so much, Roosevelt Media News. Thank you so much, Brett Anderson, who just said, vote for those two. No, I vote Trump, yes. A lot of very strong Trump base, and a lot of people want that redemption arc. I totally understand. And uh, with the way that things are going now, we probably will be getting it. But time will only tell, as of course, there probably will be some kind of large galvanizing event that's going to stir some ish up, to say the least. So we're going to move over and have the conversation right now on Rumble.com. You want to find us? You just go to Rumble.com forward slash we are change or just go to Rumble. We are right now on the front page right here. All you got to do is click the link right here, and then you could join a raw, unfiltered live conversation where members of LukeUnfiltered.com actually get to call in. You could call in, ask Bobby whatever you want. I'm getting the taser too, just to show, just to show Clint. I'm getting that taser <laughs> to show you, and and uh, you know, it's. I'll explain that plus a lot more. But for the people watching on YouTube, seriously. This is the time more than ever to vote with your clicks, with your attention, with your physical self saying, hey, you know what? YouTube's great. I'm giving them my attention. I logged in. I signed up for an account. But 
Why am I doing that when I could just go over to rumble.com? That's all you got to do. Just go to rumble.com, sign up for an account. It's quick, it's easy, it's simple. Click subscribe. We're gaining a lot of subscribers. We're going to be doing a lot of incredible work. We have already pretty much uh, guests set for all of this entire year. We got a lot of really incredible people that will be coming in, sitting down in studio with us. We only have in real life conversations that have been pretty awesome, have been uh, really cool. It's only going to get better from here. Ian Clark Crossland, he's again uh, leaving the Beanie Man behind. He's going to be here once again tomorrow with us as well. So shouts out to Ian. Shouts out to everyone who is making these broadcasts um, as incredible as we could make them. So again, if you're on your YouTube, I don't know what, what, what you, some, you son of a guns are doing still being on YouTube. <laughs> Get off YouTube. Go to Rumble right now. Really quickly, where can people find you guys uh, before we head over there? Uh, you can go to followbobby.com or take naps on Instagram. At Liberty Lockpot on Twitter or X, uh, Liberty Lockdown on Instagram, and Liberty Lockdown on YouTube, Rumble, etc. And I will be on Tower Gang later tonight. You can find that on Rumble. It's insane. Uh, but make sure you actually go to Rumble right now for the rest of this hour because I'm telling you, the conversation, as good as it was the first hour, it is at least five times better when we're able to speak freely. There's a couple thousand, there's, there's like a thousand, three hundred people right now on YouTube. If, if every one of them goes over to Rumble, Clint will be getting tasered. I oh promise. But every last one of them, I'm watching the view count. Everyone last one has to go over there. Every right? one of you, all 1,300 if I'm going to get tased. That's that's the deal. Steph? Steph, we are changed on Instagram. All right. We are lo logging off here on YouTube. Love you guys. Stay tuned for more. Sign up to lukeunfilter.com. Call in in 30 minutes. Uh, continue the conversation. Rubble.com. All right, we got a 20-second delay, but I wanted to play a clip of... I can't... I got 20 seconds here, but I, I think I think we should be able to get away with it. This is the clip of uh, the Pope's special visitors. We got in trouble last time I talked about the Pope. I kind of went off the rails a little bit, so uh, <laughs> I do understand that. We got one very heated email being like, hey... Uh, what the hell's wrong with you? <laughs> and hey, it's not my fault the Pope is working with the Rothschilds, literally bringing in a global ESG score. It's not my fault he's doing that. It's not my fault he's calling for open borders. It's not my fault he's literally calling for a bigger conflict in, in Ukraine. It's not my fault he's literally calling for all the horrible, worst policies. Again, I wasn't attacking the Catholic religion. I only attack bad people within it, like Seamus Coughlin and the Pope, <laughs> who deserve the fullest amount of criticism to the highest degree because of their dereliction of duties using that religion for their own personal selfish needs doing the bidding of essentially the Luciferian satanic class that are absolutely <laughs> evil to its core. So yeah, no attack on, on, on Catholics. Definitely a lot of criticism against the Pope here that just brought in a whole bunch of trannies into the Vatican. Women, and they are all going today on a bus to the Vatican to have lunch with Pope Francis. On Sunday, the pontiff hosted a lunch for more than 1,000 people to mark the Catholic Church's World Day of the Poor. Francis's friendship with the Torvayanica trans community began during Italy's strict COVID-19 lockdown, when Father Andrea Conocchia found sex workers showing up at his church asking for help to survive. The Vatican stepped in, providing food, medicine, hygienic supplies, and even vaccines. <laughs> yeah, all right, the vaccinating trans people. Yeah, oh, fucking hell, really? Trans, Have you re Hold trans on, the prostitutes. Video. Yeah, trans, trans prostitutes. The video continues. Let's let's keep playing, playing, playing it on. 
We have also been marginalized and Pope Francis has always helped us. During the pandemic, he made sure we were not lacking anything. Uh, the Pope is something special. He's unique. Victoria Salas and Laura Esquivel were given a seat at the Pope's table. I told him I was very happy to be there, seated at the table with him at lunch. Yeah, so if you're in a Catholic church and you're giving money to the donation bin, you're literally giving money so trans people could get vaccinated. I hope that money's going, you know, it's, it's actually, again, the debate has been sparked here. A lot of people are saying the Pope is absolutely just pushing a woke agenda. Other people are saying he's actually doing something that is reaching out to a community that he's trying to convert and help and actually doing some goodwill here. What do you guys think as I go get my taser? Mm -hmm. Oh, please don't. <laughs> uh, I, I don't have a firm opinion on this one, to be honest. I, I think that anytime you like if you bring in like if you were to bring in a trans person, just be like, I, you know, I bless you, my son or daughter or whatever. Uh, cool. But if you're bringing in an entire bus full, it just like it screams virtue signaling in a way that's really disturbing. And then to add to the top of that, that it's it's it sounded like it was prostitutes. It's like, okay, so I guess prostitution is now cool with the Catholic Church. By the way, I'm a libertarian. I think prostitution ought to be legal. I also don't think that it's a very moral practice, and you probably ought not to do it. So I don't know if I would like uplift that. But then on the flip side of that, he's vaccinating them, which i assuming that's the COVID-19 vaccine. I wouldn't really support that. That seems as if it's not a very loving thing to do. So it's confusing. Yeah, I think it's confusing to say the least. I think the fact that the Pope or really any religious figure weighs in on matters of political political things I think is strange in and of itself. It's like, I thought you were supposed to be teaching specifically the teachings and whatnot. So I don't know. I don't really have much of an opinion about it. If an adult wants to do that to their body, that's fine. Uh, under under my understanding of Christianity, it's like we are all God's children, right? So so should they be not allowed? I would say no. But why he's helping them with vaccines? I don't know about that decision. It seems to me like there's a lane that you should probably stick in. And Whoa. Jesus, Whoa. <laughs> I'm just I'm, I'm not gonna you know, I'm just gonna leave, I'm just gonna leave this here. That's it. Just, just in case I do something bad. No, we're on Rumble. You can do what you, what you want. I, I you know. Sadly, not not enough people from YouTube went over to Rumble, oh, so we, we don't we don't get to do this. We might we might you know if if you guys uh, you know all transition from um, YouTube to Rumble. <laughs> but I'm, I'm just I'm just I'm not gonna say anything. I'm not gonna threaten your your safety and well being. I'm just gonna leave this here. <laughs> No, actually, right here, so you can see it. Next time we're on YouTube, and you want to drop the Nazis word, how do you think you can get away with Nazi? No, oh, I was saying they're bad. It doesn't matter. Doesn't you, matter. YouTube has an algorithm that is just an absolute fucktard of an algorithm. And again, our strategy here, as I explained before, get enough normies, Kyles and Karens, water down the truth here, bring them, bring them over here, send them down the rabbit hole, tell them about the satanic fucking pedophiles and globalist motherfuckers who rape children all the time and, and tell them how the world really fucking works. But we need to reach out to those Kyles and Karens and the way you do that on YouTube is not talking about anything controversial. Even World War II historians had their entire channels and careers ruined on YouTube because they were talking about historical facts of World War II. That's so crazy. And not yep. even controversial facts. Of course, there's, there's other historical renditions and opinions on this matter. I believe all of that should be fair game. All of that should be explained. All of that should be able for human beings to have discernment with, but we can't do any of that shit. So you can't mention George Soros, can't mention Nazis, can't mention vaccine can't mention covid that's why i said the sickness in 2020 that's why i said 911 you can't even mention 911 you can't talk about controlled demolitions you can't talk about building 7 fucking hell it's an, it's an absolute fucking <laughs> it's digital nightmare. Yeah, nightmare fucking gulag Sensory. that uh it's it's fucked up
But strategically, if there was a way to get all the normies there, it would be, of course, watering down our message, kind of making it soft, bring him over to Rumble, and on Rumble having the conversation about, about the Rothschild-friendly Pope vaccinating transsexuals. Yeah, well, that, I mean, what what disturbs me more, aside from the fact that he's bringing in a busload of trans prostitutes, I don't really give a fuck about that. What I do, what does disturb me is that it seems that he has uh, very globalist inclinations, that he wants to dismantle the nation state, which, for the record, I am an anarcho-capitalist, and I would be fine if we were to go down to the individual level. The problem is he's taking us the opposite direction, which is full collectivization, which is a one global government. I... Of, of all the things I oppose, that's the highest level because there is no fucking escape. That's total panopticon. That's to, total surveillance state. So as much as I'm not a fan of the American government, uh, I'll take that over some one world government any day. Yeah, and it's a, it's one thing to do that. It's another thing to make it marketed, known, and branded that you're doing something right. like that. It's, they don't even hide it. Right, exactly. So it's like, and I'm not saying that they... But it's like I would wager that they wanted people to know that this was occurring, that this was a marketable branding type event to say, well, you should come into this camp as well. You should believe these things. And then when I tell you how to think about Ukraine or how to think about guns or how to think about vaccines right. or whatever else, well, I welcomed you in. And so didn't I kind of uh, didn't I kind of acquire you kind of like the left acquires a voting base? They're just like, all right, the right's not going to come for any trans. Let's let's scoop up all the trans. Let's do trans day of visibility. Let's do trans lesbian. You know, upside down day, and let's let's honor them, <laughs> and let's just scoop up this voting base. And I feel like that's kind of maybe what that is. It could yeah, be the, the comment section here is uh, pretty telling, as of course the first comment is by a John Elid saying, "As a Catholic, this is disgusting. The Vatican has been transformed from a place of holiness to a place of virtue signaling and liberal agenda pushing." We have another comment here from Publis saying, "Former altar boys club." I was an altar boy. I was an altar boy, and the answer is no, but I was an altar boy for... for, I love he answers it right away. Yeah, for 10 years. No, the the pastor at my church didn't really like kids, like you could tell. He just liked smoking cigs and whatever. But he was very nice, but yeah, not... That it's nice. funny, like that's the trade-off. You're like, no, no, he didn't really like kids. He just smoked cigarettes. It's like, I'll take that guy no, over right. the other ones. <laughs> right, right. And he drove a Mercedes, and when he wanted to sell the Mercedes, he parked it out in front of the church with a for sale sign. And we we're like, is that? Did, is did that, he, did he, he do did, that? Did he also have like a gold chain? He around actually his did. Neck? He actually did have gold necklaces and gold watches. This and guy he had, a awesome. he had a Rolly. Yeah. yeah, he was. I mean, he was straight. He didn't. He didn't. He didn't mess up me. Thankfully. <laughs> But I was an altar boy. Did, so. it, did he have a whole bunch of big booty Latinas all, all around him? <laughs> Not that I could see. No, maybe at the uh, what's it called? The place where they live. What's it called? The uh, nunnery or whatever? N- no, not the nunnery. I forget. <laughs> did he have some? Did he have some big booty Latina nuns around him? No, no, they were all just I'm, old, I'm, just old classic whites. You know, I lived in Connecticut, so it was just okay. just wrinkly whites. Yeah. Well, well, the comment <laughs> section here is also very telling because I, I do believe that there's a larger spiritual war, but I do believe major institutions of religion have been taken over by some really sinister forces and you should have a a relationship with the creator with a a god and i think a lot of people are becoming more and more godless one because of just the kind of satanic larger agenda in hollywood movies and tv series and commercials and advertisements everywhere but also more importantly because of the clear corruption within major church institutions that of course took their positions of authority and abused them for a very long time You thought Jeffrey Epstein was bad? Wait until you learn about all the Catholic priests out there who have done horrible things and have essentially hurt children and then 
ran larger operations that literally took other popes that were child molesters and then brought them into other churches. And then what, a whole bunch of fucking children were, were hurt there. And there, you know, there was there was a little bit of justice there. But but for the church to say, hey, yeah, this guy rapes children. Let's just send him somewhere else. Fucked up. And it's why people don't have that relationship with God. It's why people are more adverse to religion. And I would say, I don't know what you guys think. I don't know if you guys have a spiritual kind of understanding of this. I, for me, I do. I talk about it. I talk about this a little bit, but I haven't talked about it as extensively as I, I, I want, because I think there's an element of keeping it private that is also very powerful. But but I do believe that society is kind of fucked because people are more godless. Do you guys believe that or, or do you guys contradict that? My my issue is not so much that people are godless, is that they've filled that void with the state. And I think that that's the real problem is that, you know, like I personally don't have a, a structured religion. Um, I have done enough hallucinogens to think that there's something else out there, but I don't exactly know what it is. So All I right, Ian have, Crossland. I would describe myself as an, <laughs> an agnostic with spiritual leanings. I believe strongly in meditation. I believe strongly in the fact that there is uh, kind of a, a unifying energetic force of some sort, but I have no uh, real description that would align with any particular, you know, Talmudic religion or, or uh, you know, uh, what's whatever the word. Anyways, none of the major religions. I don't really align with that. So you're Jewish. Is that what you're telling us? No, uh, I'm none of none of the above. Uh, but I, I think that the real problem is not so much that people don't believe in God is that the vast majority of people, if they don't have a God to believe in, they end up believing in some other higher power, whether it be Anthony Fauci or the COVID vaccine or lockdowns or the government or Joe Biden or Donald Trump. It's or, uh, or it's Iron Man and Captain America and all yeah, these other the, Mar the Marvel series. You're absolutely right. Like, that's not even an exaggeration. There are people that fucking literally make a religion out of going to Disneyland for God's sakes like these people are fucking nuts and, and God bless them God bless them Disneyland's fun I'm not trying to hate on you I'm just saying that's weird it's weird yeah I <laughs> I think a lot of it is the is the is the nuclear family I think that that really that's very is, important I think that's really almost more than anything and I think that you know having a relationship with God is up to you how you how you choose to frame that how you choose to express that how you choose to tell people about it or not tell people about it and I think that the the nuclear family is more can be more attributed to the downfall of Western civilization than than anything else um, and I think that the the period between you know age let's even say one age one to age 12 that formidable period and the things and the methods that you learn just by seeing people around you i think has more to do with all of this bad stuff than than music or than movies or than schooling or than the government or than any of those things any of these other things i really think it's the family unit that's the that's the thing that needs the most work sure. and it's like if you want to if you want to save the world it's like you know, give your children a great life. Create that family unit of safety and and uh, you know, being able to control your your mind and your emotions and setting a good example. I think that changes the world yeah. more than anything. A lot of people link not having families to not having a religion and God, and then there is a, an element of truth to, the, to that because you have a community. If you have a religion, you have a God, you have a church. You also have people who you're willing to meet who have a, a shared kind of values. We don't have any of that shit. We got a whole bunch of crazy motherfuckers that are just being excused and allowed to break laws. Any time they want uh, because of a George Soros financed district attorney campaign that absolutely fucking prioritizes crime and punishes people for their political beliefs, which is fucking crazy. As of course, now we have full on blown investigations into people like Elon Musk that Adam Schiff recently attacked and accused of, quote, an amplifying anti
anti-Semitic content, profiting off of disinformation and, quote, allowing pro-Hamas propaganda to spread on X. Adam Schiff declared that he's going to be looking into Elon Musk as Thomas Macy just responded to all of this, saying, quote, First, they called government censorship of the internet a conspiracy theory. Then Elon Musk bought Twitter and released internal documents which showed our government was censoring us. Now, some Democratic representatives are coming out and saying they want to censor the internet. Yes, Thomas Macy absolutely hit the nail on the head on that one, as, of course, we are dealing with a lot of censorship. We're dealing with a lot of emotional, hyperbolic propaganda as everyone is being called anti-Semitic, Islamophobic, and we're seeing these accusations launched against political enemies when those terms in many instances have no merit of truth. Now, yes, there are some assholes out there. There's some fucking losers out there that, of course, are mean to each other. There's a a video particularly going on right now highlighting how Obama's ex- National Security uh, Council member was, of course, going after a, a halal food vendor. And my uh, uh, first, uh, you know, response to this is like, who the fuck cares? Grow up. Someone said mean words. I don't like. Who gives a fuck? Okay, he was an asshole. There's a lot of fucking assholes out there, especially in New York City. One reason why I left New York City, and now I'm here in the be- beautiful state of Florida, because you don't have to deal with fucking assholes all the fucking time. You deal with a lot of old people here. Uh, different story. But 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 the story that we're hearing. Now now, from this particular news article, yes, this guy was an asshole, but uh, we're also finding out that he was just arrested after the, quote, Islamophobic outburst that he just committed as a New York City council member is claiming that he is now in NYPD custody for bad words that he said to this halal food vendor. And again, he said some fucked up shit. I didn't even watch the video. I don't even think I, I, don't even think I need to watch the video. He probably was an asshole. Most people working under Obama, sociopathic, murdering fucking assholes. Yes. But is he going to jail because of his words? If he is, we got to fight for that asshole, even though we might not like him. That's my personal take on it. What do you guys think? Yep. I think that's correct as well. And I, I think that, you know, I remember I did a I did a couple of stand-up comedy shows and one of my bits was how a guy literally took a bag of his own shit and pushed it into a woman's face on the subway and got out of jail the next day Jesus. So, so it's just like, i remember that story yeah yeah, yeah. like that, i was like that this is real fucking life talk, but, talk, talk about being shit-faced yeah that like that really occurred so to me it's like i again uh, what we were talking about before about them setting the narrative it's like this is red meat to the right and we all run with it to me it's a planted distraction from something that actually would matter something that's actually meaningful it's like oh i thought you guys i thought fact i thought words didn't matter i thought it was uh, sticks and stones well here you are going nuts at this this guy you want this guy in jail so it's like they can flip our own logic on us and this is how i feel the right gets played all the time well i'll say i'll say why this story does matter it's not it's not about what he said to the the muslim uh you know vendor uh even though it was reprehensible and and obviously if he's getting arrested just for that speech i would defend him no matter how much i despise the guy mm-hmm. the the reason that this story is meaningful is that this guy demonstrates a a broad hatred towards the muslim world and he was in barack obama's state department during the tail end of the war on terror which perfectly represents obama's foreign policy no it, it does but this is why this is why it's worth paying attention because the state department is viewed by the vast majority of americans as a peacemaking entity it could not be further from the truth. I want you to watch that video and listen to this man absolutely fucking berate the entire Muslim world. He talks about uh, using the Quran as a toilet and how that makes him feel. He talks about Muhammad being uh, a pedophile of some sort. He he goes ballistic on this guy, and this guy was res- 
responsible for negotiating peace amongst Muslim territories. It's fucking crazy that these people are put into power. So that's the reason that this story matters. Absolutely. And even if the situation was uh, you know, opposite and reversed for what it is now, I would still have the same point of view. Free speech is speech that is offensive, that we have to stand behind whether we like it or not. And the more we start implementing these bullshit fucking laws like they did in New York City, you offend someone in New York City, you, you talk about someone's haircut, that's like a $150,000 fine if you operate and own a business or represent a fucking business. That's mm -hmm. fucking crazy. A lot of people have some shitty fucking hair. A lot of people, especially <laughs> when they have dreads, their hair fucking stinks, okay? <laughs> I know this from personal experiences. Not on my hair, someone I was dating, but that's a different story. Uh, but, but, but I should have the fucking right to say your hair fucking stinks or your hair looks like shit. You don't have that right in New York City. There are a lot of fucking... Why not? It's discrimination now. It's now discrimination, it's just, which you is fucking crazy. You dated with dreads? Oh, yeah. She, wow. uh, she, was, she was pretty cool. <laughs> she was called... Uh, I don't want to say her name. She's gonna, she might watch this. But, yeah, don't uh, do that, dude. Especially if you described her hair as smelling bad. <laughs> she knows who she is. <laughs> yeah, exactly, dude. Uh, I don't tell her. Not Jesus. all dreads are made the same. Yeah, they are. They all stink. No. Yes, they do. Right? I, don't I, you have to not wash them? Isn't that the whole principle? Exactly. Yes. Yeah, so all, exactly. all I know is that white people with dreads cannot be trusted. <laughs> she was hot. <laughs> Jesus, um, Luke. He's like reminiscing about his <laughs> his ex again. This is fucking. This is like a, a daily ritual. He can smell it right now. But uh, yeah, all right. Let's continue on right. with the news can, can here. We, can we please pull up? I, I would love to talk about MH370, the uh, Malaysian airline that disappeared uh, like ten years ago. There's a fuck. There's fucking satellite footage that proves, in my opinion, after watching three hours of a YouTube video, which makes me an expert on UFO technology. Uh, it, it looks very fucking clear. Right, to right, me. We're gonna we're getting into that in just a little bit, but let's finish off this okay. particular topic here. As of course, I think Stephanie, you bumped the camera, so just make sure the the. Just make sure it's that the, wa the woman's fault. Yes, it is uh, always the woman's fault. You, you know, it's good that she knows. Yeah, looking at yourself in the mirror is the first battle. So thank you. You, you know, they have. They stop have talking about batteries. your own personal problems, there, Clint. And <laughs> let's move the camera a little bit towards Clint, if we can. Uh, but let's continue on with uh, the story here. I want to finish this off, as of course Elon Musk has just announced that he will be donating. X advertisement revenue to hospitals inside of Israel and in Gaza after, of course, being accused of being anti-Semitic. Now, I don't think he's being accused of being, I, I don't think he's being accused of, of, of anything he actually legitimately did that is anti-Semitic. I don't think he did anything anti-Semitic at all. I think he's doing a, a lot of really important things when it comes to standing for free speech, and I think this is why they're attacking him. If he wants to donate some money to hospitals in Israel and Gaza, I think that's a good move. And, uh, you know, someone needs to support the humanitarian effort and at least he's on that side as he clearly demonstrated today so shouts out to him as of course he is being heavily criticized by a lot of individuals that um, I, I think are full of shit and just truly want to stop him from being able to speak his uh, opinions and, and for more importantly to allow Americans to be able to discuss ideas freely we don't fucking have that right if it's not for Elon Musk who is fighting for it putting his neck on the line and literally engaging in lawsuits in order to protect the First Amendment in this fucking country. It used to be the ACLU, but now they're fucking worried about gender studies in some fucking fucked up third world fucking country and all this other bullshit that they're going fucking totally 180 degrees on when it comes to hypocritical laws that they're pushing that violate the First Amendment. They no longer stand for freedom of speech. Who does? Rumble, Chris Bovlovsky, Elon Musk. Shouts out to all those individuals for doing the fucking right thing. 
Uh, Bobby, from your perspective, from being on social media as much as you are, do you believe free speech will win here, or will these satanic, pedophile, multinational corporation, <laughs> banks, and globalist motherfuckers, will they be successful in their larger attacks against free speech? Well, I think you have to. I think you have to be optimistic if you're going to believe that life is good and you believe in the light over the darkness and that the light ultimately overtakes the darkness. You have to believe that free speech will reign. But I think it's actually kind of interesting that so many people hated on Elon when he has, I would say, single-handedly done more for the right, the conservative values, and let's just say the average American free citizen than any of the politicians have. It's like this guy yeah. that wouldn't have even considered himself right-wing, probably still doesn't even, probably said the least about it and did the most. Yet all of these people that are that'll rile you up at these events and scream, come on, patriots, we're going to do it, patriots. They don't do shit except for talk about it. And then they milk the base dry and say, you know, use coupon code 1776 on my website and buy this and buy that. And we're all going to fight the deep state patriots. A red wave is coming. And then we get our shit pushed in and nothing <laughs> happens as a result. Yet if all of these other super, super highly connected and wealthy people did half of what Elon did, we really could have a lot more prosperous of a country than we do now. He, well, he literally has done more than I would say almost any other person. And I'd say Joe Rogan probably falls in that category as well. Two non-right-wing people did more than everybody else that raised the flag and raised the fist and yelled about America and being a patriot. Those two guys that don't even consider themselves part of this camp have literally done more than all of them. Exactly. Combined. And there's so many rich fucking assholes out there that are just keeping their fucking money, investing it into the stock market, investing it into the larger fucking ESG propaganda bullshit. And they're just like, well, no, I don't want to finance anything or support yep. independent media or support other independent fucking voices. Where the fuck are you, you fucking assholes? Get off your ass. Fucking put your money where your mouth is and actually make a fucking impact in this world because the fight is fucking on now. It's fucking intense. It's going to determine the future of this fucking country, whether we go into full slavery or fucking freedom and liberty and being able to actually have a fucking pursuit of happiness, which there's no road for right now. For fuck's sakes. Get off your ass. Put your money where your mouth is. The fight is now. We're going to fucking lose unless everyone participates and actually does their fucking part. And they're not right now, which is fucking pissing me off. I, I agree with both of these men right here, and they're, they're nailing it. Let me add the reason, the why. The why you see no uh, hyper-wealthy billionaire types that, that get in this fight for the, for the most part, Elon Musk, Rogan being kind of the anomalies. The reason is the DEI ESG framework that exists within the federal government uh, and now exists within the corporate world because of their relationships to the central banks as well as the globalist entities like the World Economic Forum, the IMF, the World Bank. This is a top-down structure that has been has been foisted upon us that makes it, it it provides a tremendous disincentive for anyone that that wants to buck this fucking Marxist trend and actually go towards kind of America freedom framework. It is it is financially devastating. The the attacks that Elon has been taking as of late is all the evidence you need to see. They are trying to use him just as Alex Jones has been deplatformed from everywhere and and hit with a billion dollars worth of fines, even threatened with trillions of dollars worth of fines. Uh, then they put uh, Owen Schroyer behind bars. Like they are they are trying to make it so that it is so scary and so financially devastating that no one will take the Elon Musk or the Joe Rogan Joe Rogan path. They tried to get Joe kicked off of Spotify. They they will come for you. Even if you're not a right winger, they will come for you if you just allow open dialogue. Think about how crazy it is. But let me pivot this and spin this positively. 
This is how fucking weak their game is. That if they allow us to speak freely, they lose. That's all it takes because we actually have rationale on our side. We actually have logic and truth and honesty and we actually believe in human liberty. They don't. They will not prevail, but it requires us to show some courage in the teeth of this of this moment and most people aren't willing. Um, I want to get into Rumble Rants, and then also we're going to take a phone call very soon for a member of LukeUnfilter.com. Again, as a member of LukeUnfilter.com, you could sign up right now. The link is in the description. You get to call in and be a part of these broadcasts, a part of a special Telegram channel that we are watching right now, and we are going to have a caller very soon here, as, of course, we have a Rumble Rant by a Pepe Payne saying, ID Latree has skewed man to evil, putting others on pedestals we are all capable of holding everything boils down to monotheism i choose a one creator reject false idols brands celebrities etc great point pepe Payne. i definitely agree (laughs) with you if we missed any rumble rants uh, i think my team is looking out for them but i don't think i've seen any other ones but we're going to take a phone call right now from italian aquaman who is not Someone who read the description and currently has his settings based in a way where we can't call you because of your privacy settings. So I've got three uh, super chats I should read real quick if you yeah, want. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Uh, Pepe Payne also says, Clint has it right. We love to use media to disprove the same media. Uh, tell me you're in a simulation without telling me you're in a simula- simulation. We use media corrupt to substantiate our biases. That's true. Uh, Army Yo2 says, I refuse to vote on that poll. I'm Writing in the man, the myth, the legend, Clint Russell. Well, thank you very much. And then we got Anonymous also saying, uh, watch false flag it proof on the October 7th Hamas surprise attack being 100% staged. It's kind of like a big deal that this war is fake, don't you think? I'll have to watch that documentary to prove it, but I think there's a lot There's a lot of reason to doubt the the mainstream story about that attack, and, and I think that a lot of the same uh, questions that we had about 9-11 apply to that attack, so it's worth digging. All right. yep. Italian Agua Man is changing his settings in order to take phone calls from uh, random people, but we also got Chris Tank, who is ready to call in as well as I just pressed the phone button, and uh, I think Telegram just crashed on us. Wait, no. Is it gone? <laughs> is it gone? We might have some technical difficulties here, but we will figure it out just like we always do uh, because we're working with some uh, high-grade bootleg equipment that I was just able to scrap together. Uh, Clint, in the meantime, send me that video of the Malaysian flight. Okay, here we go. We, it looks like we might be having Chris here. Let's go into this thing here. And Chris Tank did not pink up. <laughs> I did I did send you the MH370 if Where you want to pull it Where did you send that to me? Because I a- did not see that. The send, a- A-list. If you can't send it to me again, again, Italian Aguaman, you got to change your privacy settings in order to modify so you could call, so you could get a phone call. Or just feel free to call the account that's calling you right now we also got uh mysuperchat.com from an anonymous saying watch false flag it oh that's the one i just read proof of the okay you read that one okay cool um, he also said he'd vote for me for president which is totally fucking crazy so thank you though yeah would you bobby vote for uh (laughs) (laughs) that's a no that's a hard no that's not a good endorsement yeah I'm trying to figure out this this telegram. Someone calling? Yes, someone is calling, but I can't pick up the phone call. 
It's well, that's a problem. It's, it's a deep state. It's yeah. It's it's up. Uh, Bobby's right. Yeah, yeah. If you want, it's, if you uh, want it's to, the Illuminati. It's the deep state. They're like, don't that, let it go uh, through. I sent it to your personal telegram if you want to talk MH370 while we figure it out. Um, I got a comment on deck if you if you want. I got I got a video of Andrew Tate that I think we should play here that I thought was very interesting with his interview with Pierce, uh, Pierce Morgan, yep. specifically talking about Ben Shapiro. I'm just going to play that. We're going to react to that as I figure out, as I restart Telegram and uh, make that work for our members who need to change their settings. He said he changed it. And need to read the full four one one and how to how to call in here. Also, make sure to check your microphone and your input device. Um, you know, to 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 these phone calls. Here is Andrew Tate uh, talking about Ben Shapiro. So Ben is a warmonger. Ben has been wrong on basically every single issue you can name. He was with you with the vaccine and, and every other mm -hmm. war. Ben is always calling for other people's young men to go and die in some war. He seems to love it. I don't know if he has short man syndrome, but he's always behind his desk calling about how important it is that big, strong men like me go and die. And the reason he tweeted that and said that is because when Hamas and Israel, the very early in the conflict, I think it was three days in, were discussing possible peace talks, he tweeted, no, absolutely not. Fuck them. Kill them all. And I said, I said, Ben, as a man who's done his own fighting, because I've had a life of pain and violence, listen to me. Peace is always worth a conversation. What I said is that we should always be prepared to at least discuss peace. He, because he's a warmonger, said, no, peace is not worth a conversation. You're this, you're that, da, da. Because he's always sitting behind his desk. He must have a booster chair, and he's always running his mouth trying to invoke violence and call for war. And I find it kind of hypocritical because a man who's so small he would die if he was slapped on the street, <laughs> sitting behind a desk, <laughs> screaming for other people to be annihilated, I think is kind of, it's worse than I actually think, I believe. I, I think the criticism is fair because I think it's uh, fair to say that Andrew Tate definitely probably was in more physical altercations than Ben Shapiro. And uh, personally, one reason why I'm very anti-war is because I saw a lot of fucked up shit as well. And I think I'm, I'm on team Andrew Tate here. What about you guys? Yeah, I am as well. And I think that I think that I don't know if, if Shapiro has responded to this specific attack, but I could imagine what is it, his his attack would be. It would be to discredit his character based on the things that may or may not have happened in his past. As opposed, yeah, as opposed to talking about the factual, the factual, factualness, factuality of what he's actually saying. So I think that is 100 percent correct. Look, Ben Shapiro, his his diagnosis of Shapiro is spot on. Yep. Shapiro, has, I don't I don't know of any war that he hasn't been on board with, if not fucking the, the top cheerleader for. Uh, Shapiro is has the neocon strain that runs through him very much uh, along the same ideological framework of Nikki Haley. These people are a dying breed, thank God, because they have led us mm -hmm. to uh, just death and destruction and the complete complete demolition of our financial well-being in this nation. The inflation that we've languished under for the past couple of years is a product not just of the lockdowns, but also the trillions of dollars that we just incinerated as we also incinerated millions of innocent people all throughout the Middle East. It has been a disastrous path, and everybody that espouses it should be looked at uh, with the the highest level of, of contempt, as far as I'm concerned, as a hardcore non-interventionist and a hardcore anti-war person. It's weird that I constantly find myself in alignment with Andrew Tate, given that his backdrop as becoming extraordinarily wealthy based off of uh, webcams is not a, you know the most highly acclaimed thing. But this current iteration of him seems to have a, a real good uh, attachment to morality and, and peace. And I don't know if it's his Islamic faith that has led him there, uh, but I, I find little to disagree with. 
and and who knows? You might have actually talked to him, Clint, when he was running his OnlyFans <laughs> through the women <laughs> that you thought you were talking to. Oh, so, here we go. Andrew Tate scammed me out of my life savings when no. I was just trying to talk to a webcam girl, man. You might have had some very intimate <laughs> conversations with them, and you might have not realized it. That's, That's all I'm saying. I have never said a penny to a webcam girl. Let me go on the record. Never in my life. Uh, Italian Aguaman, your settings are still set to uh, a way where I cannot call you. I'm trying to call you right now. And again, your privacy settings are in a way where I cannot call you. We're going to go to Chris Tank uh, and we're going to call Chris Tank right now. And hopefully this call does go through as, of course, uh, we had a lot of technical difficulties right before we went, we went on air. I was fucking pissed off because none of the shit was working. And we figured it out through the potato Seamus Coughlin camera that we are broadcasting me through right now. I clicked the start video and um, I don't know. Uh, I don't know if it's um, what, what the hell's going on here. But okay. All right. Here we go. Wait, wait. We got something. It's ringing. Chris Tank, how are you? Can you hear us? Uh, please feel free to let us know that you are here on the line with us. Exchanging. It's exchanging the encryption key. Hello. Hey, thanks for the call, man. Yeah, Chris, thank you. We could hear you. Do you want to turn on your video camera? Oh, yeah. Awesome. We got you, man. How, how are you? How's everything? Thank you for being a member and feel free to blast away with the questions. I just uh, want to shout out, you know, the best political t-shirts.com, you know, shout out Luke. We are change. Uh, and, uh, you know, screw the potato man and the potato camera, right? Thank you. Finally, some, <laughs> yeah. someone sees it the way I do. Finally, exactly. someone understands the struggles that I've been through. Chris, uh, I really like you, like you already. Uh, I appreciate uh, the, the message of support. Of course, of course. Just want to just kind of like ask like a general question. It's like for people who aren't like, you know, like on the ground or like influencers, like just common people who aren't NPCs. What's the best way to, like, reach other people? Because, like, I try to have these conversations and people just, like, with all the noise going on, they just they, they just want it to stop. You know what I'm saying? They don't care about who's doing what. They just want it to stop. I feel like that's a general thing among people who are a little bit older than me and you who just kind of just gave up and the government's going to do what they want to do. And, you know, like, they don't want to change anything about it, I feel like. Chris, that's a, that's, a, that's a very good question, as, of course, a lot of people are, are, are filled with a lot of pessimism. Bobby, I think you get this question a lot yourself. You yeah. were nodding along when Chris was asking his question. Do you want to take this one? I would love to take this one, yeah. Uh, I think it's a couple different things. Um, I think that the f first and foremost, you have to change the conversation in every opportunity that there is to change the conversation. So even though those people don't want to talk about it, it's like you kind of have to try to find a way to let them know that if they were to pay attention to this, that would be beneficial to their life and the life of people that are close to them. If it seems like this far and away issue that nobody could affect and change, then they're not going to care about it. So it's like if you can just change the conversation, whether it's at the bar or whether it's at dinner or whether it's at the football game or while you're just hanging out and just constantly make it known that this is something that you think about and that you care about and how it affects each every day, each, every, each and every person every day, including the people that are closest to you and ultimately closest to 
them, then I think that it really brings it home. That's number one. The second thing I think is people grossly underestimate the power of their own voice. So even though you may not consider yourself to be an influencer, people actually engage with accounts that have a hundred followers, sometimes a lot more than they engage with accounts that have a thousand. And this is the or, or hundred thousand. And this is the example that I usually give to people the most. You know, when you think about a, a restaurant recommendation, there's about a hundred different places that you could find a recommendation for a restaurant. You could look at a Michelin guide. You could go on Google. You could read Yelp reviews. You could read every guide. You could ask every hotel attendant, what's the best restaurant in town? But if a person close to you, a friend that you know, like, and trust tells you to go to this restaurant, you will completely ignore every review, every document, everything that anyone's ever said, and you will go directly to that restaurant because you know, like, and trust them. So if you take that same type of principle to things that really matter like this, and you change that conversation, if you could even just convince one person, the ripple effect of that would go a really long way. And then on top of that, while you're not able to have those conversations in real life, I think the best thing to do is to share digestible, fun, entertaining, fun, and often comedic ways to frame up a piece of truth and just and just deliver it to them when they're laughing. I heard this quote from Seth Dillon from the Babylon Bee one time where he said, he said, he said, make them laugh and when their mouth is open, pour the truth in. So it's like take funny, entertaining videos like the ones that we put out and share those to them in a very non-threatening way and it will get them to start pay attention, paying attention to these very meaningful and purposeful things um, and then and then actually pay more attention and, and kind of enjoy it and then believe that they can do something yeah. about it. Or, or, or if you're a boomer, just hand someone a DVD with some uh, radicalized <laughs> uh, documentaries on there. And, or a VHS. Uh, it works, yeah, though. Yeah, 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 no, uh, yeah. Let, me, let me just add uh, real quick. Brian Long and Danny Polishick of the, the Boys cast They've done this like uh, woke versus Nazi, you know, these types of things that really kind of break through any sort of propaganda that has divided the people. And they just go like, oh, yeah, the woke sound just like fucking white supremacists. Like maybe we should reconsider how acceptable these beliefs are. And I think that that that's what he was talking about with the comedic aspect. I take a different approach on Liberty Lockdown. I hit people with like, yo, this matters. You don't have a choice. You can't look away. Do you care about your children's future? You know, I take I take it the more serious approach. I think for my audience that that's appealing. They want to get fired up. They want to know that they're not alone in feeling that way. Uh, so it depends on who you're approaching. You have to kind of cater your message to who you're around. And and I think that the most important thing though is to not be afraid to tell the truth. Stop biting your tongue. Just be honest with people. That that spreads uh, like a virus and a good one. So I would encourage you down that. Or or use reverse psychology that's what i would do i'd be like yeah, yeah. maybe we need another lockdown maybe right. i could use a seventh booster let me give an eighth booster maybe donald trump is right here yeah let's just fucking inject ourselves with all the shit that so big pharma believes in us why the fuck not you know so uh, yeah. reverse psychology also works in a very uh, fun way where you can have fun with it, but but in a more serious way, it also does work, especially if you're beating yourself up and having a difficult conversation. Reverse psychology usually works very well on that. And I would also add that you want to meet people with where they're at. Like if you don't want to be met with resistance, it's important to be able to have that engage that conversation with the person where they're at instead of throwing them all of these things and saying like, why don't you feel the same way I feel? It's like, well, how about you start to connect with them and see what they think and be like, yeah, you know what? I was there once too. And then I saw this. 
And then I thought of that. Yeah, like don't this. overwhelm them, you know. You have to meet them with where with where they're at in order to to speak at the same level as them. Chris, thank you so much for calling in. Thank you so much for thank being guys. a member. Fuck that potato guy. Damn Please. fucking right. That, Absolutely, hundred percent with you. Let's go. Yeah, but thank you, Chris. Really appreciate you. We're gonna take another phone call here from uh, Italian Agua Man. I think that's his name. Um, not sure about it. Telegram is working super slow right now. As of course, I just pressed the telephone button. Italian Aguaman is the name. And you have uh, a very interesting avatar here that we're going to be showing here in just a little bit as, uh, you have, uh, what is that? Uh, uh an NS, a bootleg. United a... States of America. Okay. Hold no on. Here we go. Agency. Okay. Uh, Italian Agua Man, we've been trying to get you out over here you for know, a while. There is a video that. And actually, if you're talking, Steph, put the camera on you. There is a video that I sent to you that actually answers exactly this question of um, what our first call in just asked. Uh, I thought it was pretty interesting. It's talking about mirroring versus positive reinforcement and how it's. And, I, and when I saw this video, I thought, wow, this is a great example of how to explain to someone or give an example of how to reach someone where they're at to share with your friends and family. Italian yeah. Agua Man. We, I think we, uh, let's definitely do that right here. Let's get him in here. I like asking questions that make them give the answer. Of course. So then they're like, wait, well, what's your opinion? And then you, All right. like, you we, can lead them yeah. down the line. We got lead Italian yeah. Agua Man here. Italian Agua Man. Uh, great name. How are you? Thank you for being a member. And what is your question for us? Oh, great. I'm just sitting here in the dark uh, in Pensacola. The question would be, um, I guess it's more of a statement, just wanting to chat with y'all. But my statement is that with the guy in Argentina, Malay, and this conservative movement going on in Holland, I came up with the idea of mega, make Earth great again. Ooh. So let's just kind of throw that around, and what do you think? Stephanie really likes it. Yeah, she's, 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 she's you're, you're that's beautiful. You're, you're, you're barking up her tree right now. I, I'm of the opinion. How about make everything great again? <laughs> no, because if everything's great, nothing's shitty. You need shit in order oh, to have greatness. Oh, we want the contrast. Duality. Yeah, yeah duality. no, you need yes. contrast. The yin and the yang. Mm -hmm. Yeah, without but, the satanic pedophiles, we wouldn't be able to have independent journalism fighting against these evil motherfuckers, right? Well, well, well I do. Yeah, love and I wouldn't feel so uh, pious and uh, superior to uh, dumbass <laughs> Satanists. Exactly. Thank you. <laughs> I, I do love the idea of of obviously everything being great or Earth being great, but. Uh, that that type of rhetoric uh, always runs afoul of my better nature or my better instincts because I realize that that framework allows for the neoconservative uh, belief system of we're going to bring freedom, we're mm. going to bring democracy. Yeah. How, what's the form of that? Well, it's usually a bombing campaign. Mm -hmm. uh, so I, I am not interested in improving the rest of the world. I am interested in improving... Well, I not, think you're making a jump Florida. right there from... I was talking grassroots political movements, people voting who they want in. Sure. I didn't say anything about, I mean, I'm a Marine once in, you know, what do they say that? Uh, uh, once a Marine, always a Marine, but I'm not down with <laughs> projecting military power to enforce mega. I got you. I'm of the opinion. Uh, Xi Jinping of China will one day just end because his bullshit isn't going to be accepted by all those Chinese anymore. 
Yeah, you you tell Clint off, okay? You, you <laughs> let him have it, okay? Uh, look, uh, I agree well, with I can't you. tase I, him from here, but I can... I can tase him. We're getting close to that. And, we're, you know, we might do a tase-a-thon where we, <laughs> where we, if we have enough, if we make 100,000 uh, subscribers here on Rumble, Clint has volunteered to taser <laughs> no, himself yeah, on camera. Clint, we're almost I'm, there. I'm really sorry if you ever get electrocuted in a thunderstorm. <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah. Trend of me being threatened periodically. Uh, look, I, I will, I will absolutely encourage. As I, as I've talked about many times, I am, I'm, I'm very hopeful for the people of Argentina. I'm hopeful for the, the kind of populist movements that are sprouting all over Europe. I'm just, I'm just more focused personally on can I bring freedom to my community, yeah. to my state, and, and even if we get really lucky, my nation. And I think that if we were to do that, that will help the rest of the world, allow them to fight their own fight. But I do agree with your the spirit of your argument that we would like to see everybody, uh, you know, embrace freedom again. I do think that yeah, the, that the it's big not things really change. like I want to see it. It's that I'm noticing it. Right. Yeah. No, I, I think it's a it good sign. People a have few had enough. States where we got some, you know, I, I hate to say MAGA because, you know, I'm I'm basically of the same opinion that y'all are about Trump. It's like. It's, it's, you know, more good than bad, but yeah, boy, so much hypocritical stuff going on there. And then the other day, like, he's like, oh yeah, Z's, he's an all right, Z's an all right guy. All right guy. Really? (laughs) (laughs) That's like one of the world's arch villains. Like, I'm surprised he wasn't a character on uh, Adventure Brothers, like Killinger, which was the... uh, the cartoon version of Henry Kissinger. I mean, I'm really, uh, someone's going to do something on Z. I, I guess I could, I'm a bit of an animator and I am an animator and a, a filmmaker. And, but, um, but yeah, Trump yeah. just, uh, just even a couple days ago went on truth social and then criticized Ron DeSantis by sharing an MSNBC article that was going after him for not vaccinating enough Floridians. And I'm like, what the fuck, really? bro? Why are you sharing that on yeah, truth social? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I mean, seriously, just even a couple months ago, he was telling people to get boosted. That's a big issue for me because I know people personally hurt and, and that fucking died from this shit. And for mm-hmm. there to be no retribution, no justice, no liability, that's just thanks to high heaven as, of course, they're, you're still telling people to get fucking vaccinated. You're telling people to kill themselves. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. So yeah, uh, no, I'm with you yeah, on that's that. That's really personal for me, too. And the main reason that I detached from thinking that, you know, he was the only answer uh way more in the vivek camp now i saw him at bitcoin con and um i mean that's you know more entrepreneurship more free enterprise more unattached money yeah absolutely rfk jr was there too i was there actually backstage with vivek and lynn albrecht and we were talking to vivek uh afterwards and that's where vivek kind of said he was going to pardon ross albrecht which is a, a very big move that i am fully in support of bobby uh you were saying something um and then you were cut off really quickly yeah well i was just saying about the about the make earth great again i think that a lot of people kind of almost telling back to the original question from the first guy is that it's like we look at the world like this big thing that needs to be solved, and it is. But actually, if you solve the most close 
localized thing, it actually solves those bigger problems on its own. So instead of looking at it as earth, if we look at it as first me, mm -hmm. my family, the people around me, what I can do, the best that I can do in whatever small bubble that I can, actually those things ripple out ripple outwards and instead of looking at it like it's this big grandiose thing like wouldn't it be nice if we could do that we actually can do it by first just taking care of the bubble that we are that we doing operate it in. right we are yeah yeah we are doing that you're right yeah well italian agua i hope we answered your question anything else you want to say before you go uh yeah just real quick you know i've been working for the dod for about four years now as a you know veteran i used my benefits cashed in and uh when i worked for the air force i got posed with the choice on a conference call boy because you know my boss really had a lot of guts to do it on a conference call he said take the vax or lose your job and i don't really know what came out of my mouth after that i really lost it and i know <laughs> communist and mfr and Fuck so yeah, much Hell stuff yeah. <laughs> came out it was beautiful and i've actually sent a FOIA request to that command to try to get a transcript of it love it you're you're my spirit and, um, animal italian agua italian agua next time oh, well, film it get, get him and get him on camera and, and expose him uh, while going off on him yeah well i have access to cameras i am but uh and anyway that unique picture of mine that's me bodyboarding at waco surf when i lived in texas and one of my goals is to get luke radowski a tube ride Ooh. In one of the many beaches on Florida, in a bodyboard. Is, is is that code word for for something that young kids are saying now? No, it's, no, I like women. No, <laughs> good, I'm good, good, the good. Ocean. I'm I like talking women. <laughs> polyethylene, hydraulically efficient unit. Some good water fun. You'll love it. And you'll lose your mind, and that's just my gift back to y'all. I appreciate it. Thank you so much, Italian Agua Man. Uh, thank you so much for being a member. Thank you so much for calling in. You were awesome. Uh, really appreciate all the viewer participation here that you guys get through being a member of LukeUnfiltered.com. We don't script these questions. We don't fucking make sure that you get to ask only this or that. There's nothing off of the fucking topic that you could get into, and that's what I love. I love having these kind of real off-the-cuff conversations that are, of course, not scripted, that are real, and you get to see the people who make this independent organization run, because if it wasn't for members of LukeUnfiltered.com, we would not be here, and we would be in a less favorable financial situation, so shouts out to all of you incredible human beings that were a part of We Are Change for so long. We've been we've been around for like 20-plus freaking years. We've been doing some kick-ass amazing fucking work for so many years and that's mainly predominantly because of you your support your participation you guys sharing the videos and more importantly going over to rumble.com and setting up a freaking account that means more to us than you can imagine just literally go to rumble sign up we are right here right now in the right hand corner of the front page of rumble it looks like they have another power slap event that they're going to be doing i might be with rumble at the next presidential debate I'm, I'm still surprised that they're even doing one uh but when we hit 100,000 subscribers luke and i will power slap com compete with one another <laughs> I, I don't know i i've been working out bro i don't know if you can, if you can handle i'm that. in a different weight class luke you don't want this I don't, uh, you're in a bigger weight class sure but that doesn't really mean anything when it comes you don't to, get to course, run. you don't get to uh, run luke. no running here there's no running here luke there's no running here <laughs> 
Uh, I got I got my money on me, but I might be a little biased there. <laughs> so there's going to be um, a, a bar here next time saying a hundred thousand uh, uh, Rumble subscribers means we get to violate the nap with a taser of Clint no Russell. No taser, that's no fair. Yeah, a little taser. Are you scared? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't want to be tased. Listen, listen. I was Take ta- it. I was tased. I was uh, I was tased uh, on a camera before. It's not that bad. It's okay. It hurts a lot for, in the beginning. <laughs> yeah, that's but the, then, that's but then, the part I don't want. Yeah. But then, but then it's like a cup. Of, the but pain. then it's like, but then it's like a cup of coffee afterwards. So right, it'll, be, well, it'll if, be totally if, okay. If, so it'll be, it'll be, you know, uh, we'll, we'll have the little bar, hundred thousand uh, subscribers here on Rumble, <laughs> and then we get to violate the nap, and uh, we get the taser, uh, Clint no, Russell. No, we're gonna. I, thanks, Clint. I, we're pre- gonna, we're gonna I appreciate that. that. I appreciate. We can you. tase me. I'm fine. It, I'll, ta- I'll be tased. Oh hell yeah! Embrace the pain, Steph, my yeah. girl. We I'll tase get, if you get tased. We'll oh get, no, none of that. We'll get Andrew. Don't tase me, bro. Here to come on the show. And us. then taser you guys. Crazy. Um, but you yeah. too, Luke. Do we have enough time to talk about MH370? Uh, no, because uh, I can't find the video. And it's, I sent it's it to a you long, personally on Telegram. I, I sent you a it's, video. It's one minute. Okay. Uh, rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Whoever's going to be, whoever video is going to play. Which one is it? Is it? I sent it to you on your. No, not that one. Not then why that the one. hell did you send me that one? Woman, what's wrong go, with you? Go back up. Go to the other side. How chat. about we just finish playing this Andrew Tate video? All right, fine. Please. It's insane. I believe if he was sitting here listening to this, he would say that what he's screaming for is for Jewish people in Israel to defend themselves. And all he's a Jewish ben man. All Ben does is call for war. And I agree. Defending yourself... That's is, all he does. That's all he does. It's and calling for war... And, call, and defending yourself is very different than genocide. And Ben, like I said, overall, most of Ben's worldviews and mine probably align. We don't align on the religious sect. We don't rely on the religious points. Fine. But our overall worldviews about how society should function probably align on many of the key issues. I'm not, I don't have a beef with Ben, and I don't watch his show, and I have no idea what he talks about a lot of the time. But what I do know is every time I turn it on, he's calling for someone else's son to go and die in a ditch somewhere for his interests. And I don't like people who are not advocates for peace. Blessed are the peacemakers, said Candace, who is far more intelligent than Ben will ever be. And she is completely right. He replied that rhetoric starting an argument with me when i said we should talk about peace i say we should talk about peace he calls for the death of civilians and somehow we're asking why my point of view is seen as abstract it's insane why can't we all just sit down and say the fighting must end why can't we do that why can't we sit and say nobody should be dying let's stop using the most advanced military weaponry on the planet to blow the limbs off children why can't we say that without being deemed some why kind you, of terrorist why sympathizer ca- why, or anti-Semite? Why do it's you, insanity. Uh, Trump came along and didn't start a single war. He's the only one who didn't. And they're going to come along him and say, make him a bad guy. When a new president comes in, it's just endless war and death and killing. Have you seen a dead body, Piers? Have you seen people lose a fucking limb? It's disgusting. I know what's happening over there. I've have you seen that? I don't need to tell you about the, the, the parts of my history that I'm not prepared to share, Piers. You've but seen, you've tell, seen I people said it to Ben. I said people who have done their own fighting and seen their own violence and have seen people bleed out in the street from a stab wound are not going to be so, so smart and so quick to sit behind a desk and call for the death of innocent people. It's disgusting what's happening. I don't want anyone to die on either side. And when I come along as a peacemaker and say, this is insane, because he's a warmonger, because he has chosen uh, blinkers and sees one side of the argument and refuses to accept the humanity of Palestinians, he says, I'm a bad person for calling for peace. Well, you know why? Because he'll probably listen to this interview and say, this guy can't even describe Hamas as terrorists. If Ben Shapiro thinks back... Fuck Pierce Morgan. Yeah. Yeah. 
I agree with that. It's <laughs> like that's the underlying we can all agree yeah, on. Yeah, it's, it's like, like here's where it sucks. Are, so the whole I, I watched uh, about thirty minutes of that interview, and the entire time. Piers just keeps circling back to, will you call Hamas terrorists? And yeah. and and Tate just keeps like reframing it and going, look, I, I'm not interested in these like these one-off labels. I'm not interested in this purity test. What I what I would like to explain is that the people of Palestine, this is this is like creating. I think he described it as a pressure cooker. And you're the one sitting over here, Piers, uh, acting as if you're surprised that the pressure cooker exploded. The Israelis created the pressure cooker. That so I'm not going to justify the the attacks, but I will explain the rationale, the human nature behind it. And that's that's all I've done too. So I I really appreciate it. It doesn't it doesn't portend a, a great moment in human history where Andrew. Andrew Tate is consistently the voice of reason, but that's where we're at. That's where we're at, where Andrew Tate actually is making better points than fucking Shapiro or Piers Morgan or basically the vast majority of right or left wing pundits. I confronted uh, Piers Morgan once and chased him down the street over his uh, anti-Second Amendment rhetoric because when he first came on the scene here in America, what was it, CNN that he he had a show on? Yep. He was just like, that Second Amendment's horrible. And I'm like, that's the only fucking thing that allows America to have its free fucking speech. And, you know, a lot of people didn't take well to a, to a British yokel freaking coming over here in America telling us how our rights are bad for us. Fuck you, Piers. You're fucking wrong on that. And he still holds those viewpoints, which I think are absolutely reductive and horrible for the American people. I, I agree. Every every pundit that wants to strip away your right to self-defense, as far as I'm concerned, is your enemy. Whether they know it or not, whether they view you that way or not, if you don't have the capacity to defend yourself, you're a slave. It's as simple as that. All right, we're going to call it on that note. Uh, the show is really fun. Bobby, thank you so much for, for coming on the show. It My was pleasure. really awesome to, to host you. We have a lot of really cool guests coming on next week. We are going to be having another show November 27th. 28th and 29th so make sure to tune in as of course i think this is going to be our schedule it all depends on the guests that we're able to have here we're going to have some really incredible fucking guests next week monday tuesday wednesday so stay tuned 7 p.m eastern here on rumble.com forward slash we are change sign up to lukeunfilter.com if you guys want to call in in the future we got rumble rick who gave a rumble rant thank you so much rumble rick three two uh, wait, three three one appreciate you very much for uh, becoming a, a monthly supporter and supporting this independent media organization it's awesome to see the huge support that we're getting here on this free speech platform that we are standing behind fighting with when it comes to your ability just to hear information that will save your ass from being fucked by these satanic globalist motherfuckers. Sorry to be that uh, kind of, uh, you know, <laughs> gross spicy. with it, but, but that's the fucking truth, okay? Yeah. That's the fucking truth, all right? They could only get away with this shit if people are ignorant enough to allow them to get away with this shit. So sign up for a Rumble, subscribe to this channel, 100,000 subscribers, and Clint gets the taser. And this Snap. is this is the one excuse that we get for, of course, violating the nap principle <laughs> only when we get 100,000. We got another Rumble rant from RumbleRick331 saying, Luke, when we will see some playlists on your channel? I didn't even know there was playlists. Can we set up playlists? Steph, can you set up playlists here on Rumble? I think we do. Oh, on Rumble. We'll work on that. We'll work on that. Clint was supposed to put them on, uh, you know, a podcasting platform that <laughs> didn't happen yet. So there's. We're getting there, guys. I'm working like sixty hours a week. I'm trying, guys. I'm trying. We're doing it. We're doing it. Uh, we're working. Yeah, no, we're working. Uh. <laughs> It's it's fun. No, Clint's great. Uh, Clint's, <laughs> Clint's a great co-host, and the show is uh, really uh, really great with Clint. 
Uh, and uh, we might tase them. You know, we might. We'll see. <laughs> might have but, to but 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 uh, otherwise, you know, everything's going uh, really really great. Rumble Rick, thank you again for your support. Thank you guys for calling in for signing up for LukeUnfiltered.com. Signing up here on Rumble, really appreciate you, Bobby. Where can people find you and support your work? Follow Bobby.com or take naps on Instagram. Sweet, Clint. Uh, instead of giving you the whole list, I'm going to give you one thing that I really need you to do because you're on Rumble right now. Search Liberty Lockdown and hit the subscribe button. I would like to grow the, this free speech platform so when YouTube inevitably kicks me off, I can actually have a platform for my private, uh, my personal show. They're kicking off a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, Next News Network, Pearly Things, all of them got hit on YouTube pretty uh, extensively. I think Tim might be getting hit as well, uh, but we'll see. Uh, but Tim announced that he's going to be standing behind Chris when Chris announced that he's starting up the Calvary. So uh, oh, yeah. lots of really interesting lots of really interesting things. As of course, there's going to be a really cool thing we're going to have planned for you in the middle of December that I cannot speak about now. But it's going to be fucking amazing. It's going to be huge. So just wait for that. Steph? I have zero friends. Follow me at Steph We Are Change on Insta and be my friend. You have zero <laughs> friends on Insta? No, you don't. I, zero friends. I'm, I, I follow. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to follow well. now, too. Yay. Love you. <sighs> Steph, you're the best. And she said she'd get tased. Yeah, I know. She's just We don't want to taste Steph. We want to taste Clint. Okay? We don't want to taste Steph. We want to taste Clint. Okay? It's that simple. Steph's too nice to be tased. I'm ready. Let's I, I gotta go. take it. Damn it. No, no. Uh, we got shocked by an electric lightning bolt. I no, know we, we did. did. We, we so did, not did get shocked. guys. We did not get shocked. There wasn't a shock. There was, it was. no Faraday cage. I know no. we're gonna we're gonna head out of here soon, but I, I just want to say uh, I really appreciate the the support we've been receiving so far. Uh, the the viewership has been phenomenal. Six figures every episode, or or even you know pushing two hundred thousand on some of these, and and it's just it's incredible. It's incredible. We actually get to tell the truth. It's it's a really challenging time to have a large platform where you're able to do that, and you guys make that possible. So thank you. Love you guys. Stay tuned for more here on rumble.com forward slash we are change.